it's it's awesome. Well, it's literally <laughs> just the Discord window on. now. I've got everybody's right. name. Yep, everybody's name is probably not quite in the right position, but you know. All right. Well, welcome to the seat of the pants, geeks with kids, uh, bi-weekly parenting point of view podcast. Uh, wow, that's probably the best I've ever done it. Uh, that's completely good, backwards. That's I am Steve, and this week our special agents are uh, David, Hawk, and Marcus. How are you, gentlemen? We're we're good. We're fantastic. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, as you can see, uh, we are without our esteemed host, Eric, uh, but uh, we're going to try to muddle through regardless, and um, I guess, uh, what's the tradition? Uh, I guess I'm supposed to ask... Uh, uh, what is your favorite thing this week? That's, that's what we call it, right? Uh, Hawk, what was your, what's your favorite thing? What's your yum? Oh, damn it. Yeah. Darn it. What is my yum? Um, nothing in particular. Uh, I am happy Rick and Morty's back. I haven't talked about that in a while. Oh, sure, yeah. Enjoyed the, yeah, enjoyed the first four episodes and then haven't seen the new one yet, so... That'll be my yum for this week. That's uh, more Rick and Morty. What season is that? Fifth, the fifth season now, or this is season five. Wow, uh, they seem to be on like a, a track now. You know, uh, I mean, there was like the difference of like two years between three and four. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was a little worried about that because uh, you know I uh, I. I'm... I, I don't know, I guess I'm three seasons behind at this point, but yeah, like I, I, I knew that there was that gap because there was a little bit of that, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, wrangling. And I was always kind of like, oh, I wonder if this is actually going to hurt them. You know, once once they come up with dump trucks full of money, it's like, is this going to be the freedom that they want or is it going to be the laziness that they want? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Or like with all that money comes like a lot of red tape suddenly. And they're like, oh, you can't be I, as funny as you were. You can't say the shit you did or you can't go where you did like that kind of stuff. But yeah, absolutely. I, I think Dan Harmon, uh, right, one of the co-creators now owns the company that makes like he created an animation studio and they make Rick and so I really it's I think it just goes like from the, the executives at uh, what is it? Cartoon Network straight to Dan and oh, Justin. Man. And oh, yeah. that's it. Like he, he wants as little oversight as possible. I'm sure, you know. Oh, that's nice. pretty good. Though. Nice. No, well, that's ideal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Marcus, what's your favorite thing my favorite thing honestly uh, guys, i got i got these today these twizzlers gummies oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's 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 the our needs are there. so low this week <laughs> it's a good thing larry i'm on know, ducktales like <laughs> twizzlers if you want to get in on this action and you know sponsor us we wouldn't be mad so mm. twizzlers gummies is this not okay. the face of the spokesperson you want right yeah. But uh, these are absolutely delicious. Um, but aside from that, um, just been really enjoying uh, Loki's uh, episodes and uh, the Bad Batch still going pretty good. Um, nice. If you haven't seen like the newest episode, they kind of take like uh, a backseat to the actual Bad Batch group and they kind of bring in a little bit of backstory to uh, Star Wars Rebels, which I thought was pretty cool. So... Keep all in all, I, I, I just, it's 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 that world building that they're doing, and I really I really love it. Like that's what makes the show interesting to me in the end, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And uh, I'm also pretty pumped about. Um, there's been a lot of screenshots from the Black Adam movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, nice! And I I I can't say it enough. That guy is just. He seems to be the coolest and like most humble of like the mega stars kind of thing. You know, yeah, like. Yeah. 
he's huge. He's everywhere. He's in demand so much that I don't think he actually can keep track of what movie of his is coming out at what time. But you know, he still takes the time to thank his fans and 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 say hi to his mom and and, and you know send all these like lovely messages out. All the while getting gigantically jacked and huge and just doing incredible things. Crazy. Um, but like, it's I think it's gonna be the first time that a superhero movie character is played by somebody who I feel actually at this point is a good enough actor to be playing the part and just looks physically perfect but yeah. like o- almost more comic accurate than anybody ever has been yeah, like it just it, it just looks incredible so i'm really excited for that movie for that iteration of that character nice, so nice. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool when i heard that he was uh, involved uh, with Shazam i was like wow that is that's actually going to be something if they can pull it off and uh you know with all the projects uh being shut down or restarted i was kind of like oh no what's going to happen you know they did such a good job with that first Shazam you know like yeah, they didn't yeah. they didn't rush it you know cuz you know obviously you'd expect the rock to be right in the first one but they had the the presence of mind right to set it up yeah. properly Oh, yeah, and so uh, that's great. I didn't know uh, that was actually going on. I'm so out of the loop. So that's mm-hmm. that's great that there's actually I believe, screenshots. Yeah, I believe they just finished filming or like they're in their last week of filming or something like that. Awesome. So like filming itself, I believe, is wrapped or is going to wrap. And then they're uh, they're on to their post uh, post stuff. And then that'll be it. I remember, remember when uh, The Rock uh, started breaking out into movies and I was like, this guy, yep. man, I didn't really watch him in wrestling. Like, I, obviously, I knew of him, right? But I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's the definition of, like, charisma, you know? And um, <laughs> it was like, I was actually kind of shocked he wasn't in more movies, because he wasn't a lot, but they were all kind of, like, weird roles, like they were, he, Scorpion his first King. Movie, and, Scorpion yeah. King was bad, and Walking Tall was kind of like, mm, yeah. no. There, there, there was a bunch of, his first few movies, like, I remember I actually joked about it. I'm like, who is this guy? He's a wrestler trying to be an actor. This is going to be terrible. And, like, physically, he looked fine doing the roles he did, but, like, he just never seemed like he had the chops. And then I don't even remember what movie turned it around, but at some point, I just stopped saying it, and I was just like, damn, Dwayne Johnson's good. Also, once you start... I know the movie. Oh, which one? I which, know the movie that turned it around for me. Uh, Michael Bay did the one and only movie of his that I really, really enjoyed recently, and that was called, the, what was it, Pain and Glory? I think it was the one he did with I, pain, oh, pain, and game. pain and gain. Pain and gain. Pain and gain. Pain and gain. That was the, the story of the of those drug the the guys who got into the drug thing. Yeah, they, they were steroid. like personal trainers and that. That was a there, great you know. movie. Oh, that was actually a really that movie. really was. His performance in that really I was like, wow. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's rare because like, you know, it was a perfect role for him in that, given like, you know, his physical stature and the in the nature of the story and that, but there was something about him in that. He really turned around. He turned in a really really you know, you know what I, for, for me what i think i saw from him was his first few movies uh were pretty bad they put him in these action movies and like you know the scripts were rushed or like the, the yeah, projects weren't like, really something like uh... okay well once he started <laughs> yeah. getting into those things those tooth fairy <laughs> and like the skin things i was like okay i even said it to my like the people i'm like this is where he belongs he belongs in like the weird little kid genre things but i think those little kid genre movies actually gave him the little bit of training and the little bit of like things where he was like, Oh man, that looks terrible. I should do this better. Oh, that looks terrible. I should do this better. I feel like he honed his craft secretly and quietly amongst children's movies. And then suddenly came out for something like pain and gain and then just became amazing, blew us all away. And then we said, and it's that was around that time that people stopped calling him the rock and were just yes, straight true. up calling him Dwayne Johnson. 
That's true. And That's true. now, like, he is just all of the above and everything else you can imagine. Like, the, I, I want to call him the boulder, not the rock. He's just massive, that guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, I think he's finally getting roles that he ought to have. I still think... I still think he could hit some, like, I still think they, people are still treating him a little bit, uh, uh, not to the degree that he should be, but at least he's getting some, excuse me, recognition. And uh, yeah, I hope this, uh, this black Adam thing like really works out for him. Cause yeah, it's something he really wants, you know, that he's really driving. So yeah. Uh, David, what is your favorite of the week? I honest, I, I got my second uh, Moderna dose. So I'm going with oh, that. Yeah. Like, I, I've been in bed just the last two days being like, if I just lay in bed, but don't feel sick and just try and sleep, then I'll trick my body into not making me feel like shit. So after like two or three days, I'll just feel normal. That's and how are you feeling today. Uh, I'm just very tired <laughs> because I've done nothing yeah. but sleep for two days. Like since it's what is it? It's Monday night. I basically have laid in bed from Saturday evening when I ran D&D. And then I've just been in bed since then or sitting here watching movies. That's all I've done. Um, my, uh, my arm great. was sore for days afterwards. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I guess I was like, like a, one day. Look at it's, it's still red and it's kind of oh. hard. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got grayscale from it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I got uh, David. What time? What day did you have it? What time? Saturday at like twelve forty-five ish. Because I I got really mine recent. on Thursday. I got mine Thursday evening, and mm -hmm. then all of Friday I was just like, well, Friday morning I was like, okay, I'm okay, just a little bit sore. And then by Friday evening, my head was spinning, and I was just like, I'm out. I can't do anything. Wow. And then, but then Saturday right around afternoon, I was perfectly fine. Still tender, still yeah. sore. And yeah. then uh, come Sunday, I was perfect no problem at all yeah that was i was just my goal was like if i just rest for two days my body yeah, will just do its thing and then i can probably just hopefully avoid because my stepdad he got astrazeneca first and then moderna and moderna just kicked the shit out of like he just yeah. felt like shit for like five six days um, wow it's good that you plan for it um well i got it was the weekend too right like what do you know yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't have it as bad as uh, as bad as you guys yeah i had one day where i just like I mean, I just slept, and that's actually not all that different from my day-to-day -day <laughs> But, yeah, my arm, uh, yeah, it, the whole arm felt off. And so I was like, oh, is this the beginning? Am I going to, like, you know, is it going to glow or something, <laughs> something cool, you know? And then just went away, and I was like, damn, I could have been a better Iron Fist. I mean, if these, if these crazy people were right, and these mRNA vaccines did change our DNA, like, that would mean we could start getting some superpowers. I'm all about it. Yeah, inject me and give me, you know, let me fly or be invincible or regenerate quickly, whatever. Like, yeah, what's the, worst, the problem with that? The worst origin story. I, I, will, I will be happy enough if I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good superpower, too. Yeah. So for the next. Awesome. So uh, I still won't go out for two weeks. And then after two weeks, I'll still wear a mask. And that's, you know. Because yeah, I don't trust other going human away. beings. Going away anytime <laughs> soon, so just everybody keep wearing your mask. I mean, we're now on the. Uh, there's another new variant that they're worried about, right? So that just cropped up. And they're like, cool, 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 cool. We're up to like Lambda or something or Epsilon. Yeah. Like, Lambda awesome. Awesome. And we know Delta is very dangerous because fully vaccinated people are getting sick. So we're still going to have to wear masks. And like people who are. 
Yeah, I mean, they're just they're going to get through the whole Greek alphabet at this point, right? <laughs> We're going to have to work yeah. on something else. See, yeah, we'll see what happens when they start switching to like uh, fake languages. Then, then we're gonna be interested. We're gonna get to uh, like Akkadian at some point. We're just gonna we're gonna keep going backwards till we Phoenician. Let's go. So uh, once we get to Cyrillic, then we're in trouble. Oh no! Uh, getting us back on track here. So uh, I didn't actually have any news prepared. Uh, is is there anything that's coming up in the news that anybody wants to like have a little? Um, there was the PlayStation. I think we we kind of missed the whole PlayStation state of play, but there really wasn't a lot in there. Um, I remember watching some video. Like we didn't get anything about uh ragnarok or which i would say god of war ragnarok god of war yeah nothing new for horizon like we they sh- they already kind of showed everything they were going to show for that there's no hardware stuff to speak of not even any news on playstation vr um it's gonna be a yeah. slow it's gonna be a slow like return Honestly, to video game normalcy <laughs> yeah i'm totally fine with like playstation and stuff taking their time if that means they're like working on the, like that stuff that's actually going to turn out to be good if they rush through shit just to kind of do announcements and everything turns out to be crap, I'd be pissed off more that way. I mean, it's well, incredible that we got a lot like The Last of Us 2 to basically launch with a console like that's a that sells consoles, right? That kind of thing. So and God of War Ragnarok is Ragnarok's probably going to be the next, you know, like, you know, how every time there's like, oh, Uncharted 3, like you got to buy you got to buy a PS3 and then when Uncharted 4, like, oh, now you got to buy a PS4. God of War, oh, you got to buy Horizon, you got to buy, a P- you know, like these are the games buy, yeah. to buy it for. So we're, well, we usually get like one a year, right? Like there's one game a year where it's like, that's that's a good enough reason to buy a whole $700 console right there. Um, The only, there's one thing coming out. Oh, go ahead, Hawk, sorry. Go ahead, Hawk. Uh, sorry, they have a huge problem right now is that they have these like AAA titles that are coming out, but they don't have any hardware in that to, uh, for them to be yeah, playing. Yeah, like, it's the fastest selling PlayStation, actually the fastest selling console, if I'm not mistaken, period. Somehow, despite not having stock. So even you know, though- a little FOMO going on, right? Like people are like, oh, it's so rare, you know? So that drives it even more, right? I think, yeah. it, you know, they basically every console gets sold out but that doesn't mean people are playing them because how many are sitting in warehouses owned by uh, uh, resellers, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. The feel-good story of the pandemic. Like, 13-year-old boy resells consoles and makes a fortune because his parents... <laughs> you mean his rich parents bought 100 PS4s or PS5s and he got to sell them? Wow, another feel-good story about a rich kid getting richer. It's, uh, capitalism. It's fantastic. Yeah. Capitalism yeah. the time of pandemic. Yeah. So, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> well, I guess we'll uh, we'll get to our movies. I didn't really have any uh, uh, favored things this week. I I think the the best the best thing that I did this week was actually make it through all these movies because like I just I, I I gave myself too many films to watch and I actually sat down and watched them all. I even watched an extra one and I I'm like, oh, man, did I watch I more than wait. you? Did I? Because the only one I didn't watch was Hannah and the only and I've seen it before. And the only one I didn't finish was Columbiana, which I've also seen before. Not, yeah. I think the extra one that you watched was Ava, and I did watch that one last night. So I think I Ava's pretty good, eh? I did end up watching. It's not more. bad. Now, now Ava, though, I don't know. Well, we'll see whether we talk about it. It doesn't it's really, it, totally it doesn't fast. fit quite the same the way you I were hoping. But I don't think, just... I don't think any of these movies fit the pattern we were hoping for anyway. Because uh, I will, I will get no, the Black no, Widow at the end. No, no, I, I, th- I think there is, but... there are some. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, I will say just about Ava. We'll just start with that real quick because you know only the two of us watched it. Um. I will say I'm not a big fan of Jessica Chastain. Uh, I don't know why. I just I haven't seen that many movies. I really like her. We're kind of opposites. Um, 
I thought she was really good though in this movie. So I will say that like as a person who's not keen on it. In fact, I'd say like the characterization and the drama of the character uh, was really well done mm -hmm. and her acting was excellent. I think the only weak point was um, who's the actor who played uh, the, uh, the ex um, common. Yeah. Common is scene with her almost ruined the movie for me. Cause it was just mm -hmm. so bad. Like, his acting was so horrendous that it actually dropped hers. That's the find, only scene I didn't like in the entire movie. I find common like he's he's in a lot of these like action movies. He's in John Wick too. Stuff like John Wick. Yeah, like he great he's one of those, John Wick. He's one of, but he's but the problem is he's good at these characters where he doesn't speak much. You know, he's yeah. great because he's got such an intense look. Like mm -hmm. he looks terrified from across the room. You're like you know you have to avoid that guy or like you know he's going to kill you. Like. There's something about his look that is just so intense and the way he but stares. That's at the funny thing is that's not his role in this movie. He's like yeah, kind but, of a weenie. Like if you're not putting that man in the zone that makes him fantastic, yeah. you're, you're set up to fail. Like yeah. you're setting him up to fail. And I just feel well, like, you know. Exactly. No, no. The, 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 the acting, like the, the choice of actors for Ava was really strong, except for him. Everybody who was there, like who's a veteran actor, like really added to the film and uplifted uh, 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 Chastain's character's arc. Because uh, mm -hmm. I was like surprised by like how meaningful her story arc was. But yeah, just I mean, not to not to bag on that guy, but I just thought that that actually kind of hurt the film. But anyway, Seva. So why are we here this week? We're here this week because I'm always coming up with dumb movie lists. It's just the way my brain works. <laughs> I like to pose questions and then use that as an excuse to watch a whole bunch of movies and because black widow was coming out it's like hmm where where have we been to get to black widow like what were the movies that uh came out before uh that led to where we are now and i was like you know what um you know this is maybe there's like a a female empowerment or a female agency you know kind of uh element um and uh i was like well would that begin and so decided to go all the way back to 1990 la femme nikita and create the nikita to natasha playlist now uh hindsight i think i probably should have focused more on the russian agent movies so we're going to get to those but it ended up kind of becoming a luke basson kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about those four movies that we decided as a group to actually watch uh, because, you know, it was Nikita that kind of started the ball rolling, um, at least for this discussion. And, um, and uh, yeah, I just I, I was just sort of curious uh, whether or not uh, Nata uh, Natasha Romanoff uh, would end up having any connection at all, uh, because I had no idea what Black Widow was going to be about. I was trying to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. And uh, so, luckily... I, Someone's uh, getting a phone call. We're being called... <laughs> The agency, uh, we've uh, caller, you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't sure whether or not it would have anything to do with it, and I think actually maybe I was right at least uh, on some level. So, you, let's you just got, with... yeah. yeah, you kind of were, you kind of were. I, I, I kind of assumed there would be some elements of that type of storyline, so let's just start with La Femme Nikita. Um, what's everybody's history with this movie? Um, I'd never off. seen it. Okay, well, hot, go ahead. <laughs> years ago and that this was like you know the 90s when i was you know kind of on the art i, I think i was a little kind of like you steven the on the art snob kind of contact after everything changed right. after i saw reservoir dogs and all this you know something like Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood yeah. movies like no please no i i need something like independent and then gritty and that and uh surprisingly i think like 
France had a bit of a second coming in the new wave art, like film uh, in the 90s and that, because a lot of directors, you know, kind of seem to push their way out into even from beyond Europe into Hollywood, and that, you know. Um, and I think Luc Besson was probably really he was at the forefront yeah, of that. I think so too. You know, with with Nikita. Um, I, I saw this years ago. I remember I really enjoyed it in that. Uh, I never got around to seeing Point of Return because it was like at that point, no, I wouldn't yeah. have seen it. You're know, just bastardizing it in that. But uh, I remember loving it at the time. Apparently, we can't uh, uh, hear you, Hawk. Uh, oh. I mean, I can hear Hawk. So that means the stream should be able to hear Hawk because it's my audio playing. Well, okay. Once let me let me let me check the. All right, we're gonna we're gonna deal with those technical difficulties for a moment. Uh, I'll just uh, <laughs> say to to go off of what Hawk was saying. Um, I I had written some notes in between uh, the episode and um, uh, before before this episode. And yeah, I was definitely at a place in time when yeah, I was I was feeling a bit uh, a bit of an elitist and thinking ah yes French cinema. I mean Hollywood has nothing to offer <laughs> me. Uh, this was my university days, you know, and so. Yeah, I obviously thought that, uh, oh, yeah, anything like from France has got to be superior. Um, <laughs> but the truth is, um, I didn't really remember the movie. Uh, and so when this this project came up that I created for myself, I was like, wow, you know, I know it's a significant film, but I wonder how it holds up. And uh, yeah, I went back and uh, I was surprised at uh, how well shot the movie is. But but it's interesting to me, like, I'll, I'll get to that in a, in a minute when we've all talked about it. But but I had completely forgotten almost all of it. I mean, there's like one or two key scenes, but I found it really interesting that somehow I did not remember the film at all. Um, so Marcus, uh, uh, what was your experience with this film? Um, so I remember uh, it was actually similar. I think I was in college or maybe late high school, but I think it was college or so. And uh, I was actually, I watched, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Professional, the right. Lyon. So I watched right. I watched that and loved it because like I just I just thought it was an amazing movie, and uh, so my buddy Todd, who me and him watched a lot of movies together and stuff like that, he was the one that was just like, oh, you should also check out this one, Nikita. You got to check this out. So I watched it, but because I had watched Professional before, I like that's where my allegiance kind of lied. So I watched that first. That was my favorite movie. Nikita was good, um, but it felt. Um, it felt a little bit wonkier to me because it was the first time I watched it. And like, I had just watched professional, which had come, I believe after Nikita was yes. actually filmed. So it, you know, this it's, it's like anything where you, you see a, a director's newer movie or like whatever. And you're like, okay, well he's got some good stuff here. And then you go backwards and you're just like, Oh, that doesn't seem as good. Well, it's because, well, they were learning earlier and not getting, so that kind of thing. Um, but it was still a, gr a great movie. Uh, I remember just kind of, <laughs> being enthralled in like the because again i was never one for foreign cinema or anything like i i i pretty much liked my you know north american style movies and i was just kind of there at that time in my life and i don't know it was like yeah i think it was like just a few of these movies that were just like the french world kind of pulled me in and i was just like oh this is kind of cool and you know what i kind of i'm kind of digging subtitles right now this is kind of cool like it just <laughs> it was it was the first time i kind of started to enjoy that sort of thing and it was uh it was awesome uh, Hawk, do you want to, I mean, David... Yeah, Hawk, try talking right now. Hey, hey. Uh, You've, uh, it's coming, I see it. I see it in OBS. Yeah. yeah. I can't... Too quiet or I can't make him any louder. Uh, oh, I mean, I can just jump, you know, I can just... Try, yeah, try talking now, Hawk. 
Hey, hey. Um, he's just very quiet. That's all. He's in carrots. I, I mean, I, I, okay. Well, I guess I'll bring Hawk back into it. Um, I think that you made a good point about um, Nikita in that one thing that's interesting about Luc Besson, uh, which is going to come up, I think, more as we go through, is uh, I don't know that much about him, to be honest. Like, I saw him in university as, like, this, you know, like, oh, wow, uh, this this great, um, <laughs> this great uh, uh, you know, auteur from overseas, you know, that everyone is, like, watching because, you know, it's, like, really hot for some reason. But I didn't really understand it, and I have to probably do a deep dive myself at this point. Um, but he is considered by some to be the best... Uh, Hollywood style French director. So it's kind of interesting because I think that in some ways he was approximating something of Hollywood in his film. So it's not true French, you know, yeah, movie making yeah. in that respect. And this is something where like I just don't know enough about Bassan or uh, French cinema to really say. But it's something that I came across as I started to do some research. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. So it seems like we're still having some minor. Uh, I don't know. Hawk should be fine now. He should be able to. Right. Well, we'll see how many uh, how many comments we have. <laughs> uh, we've got a goddamn it, Hawk from from Erica. So, so, so thanks, thanks, Eric. We, we always need one of those. I, I don't understand though. I can hear him totally fine. So, uh, anyway, David. Uh, uh, so, did you uh, get to check out Nikita? I watched. Yeah, I watched everything. Um, right. Um, I, I I liked Nikita actually. I hadn't seen it before. I you know I I've been watching Luke Besson films since I was like eight or nine, probably, which is probably way too early to be watching them. Yes. Um, but like Nikita came out when I was two. But when I was, you know, when I, yeah, well, that's the thing though. Like I really got into like specifically Luke Besson because the transporter came out when I was like 13 or 14. And right. he wrote that he didn't, he didn't direct those Louis Leterrier. But uh, from that, it was just like, oh, this guy's done like others. Okay. So then I watched, you know, I went back, I watched Leon the Professional. I was also like, rec I had, you know, friends who were older, like that kind of, you know, those kind of movies. Um, you know, like The Fifth Element came out, what, in what, 2000? 95. Okay. So that, so I was seven. But that was such a huge hit that, you know, eventually I saw it. So I just went back and watched a bunch of his stuff. Like I own Wasabi on DVD. I found that movie in, at Blockbuster. And I was like, this, this is really good. Like, cause I really got into like Jean Reno films because of Mission Impossible and, and Leon and stuff like that. But I'd never gone back to like old Luc Besson stuff. Cause I think he had a, he kind of had a lot by that point. Um, yeah. So I'd never seen it. And I watched these movies backwards. So I kind of, I finished with La Femme Nikita. Um, and it's good. Like, I think it holds up really well. French cinema, I feel like was way ahead of American cinema in terms of cinematography. Sure. Um, yes. Because some of the other movie, like this movie doesn't suffer from like the 90s itis as much as like uh, a point of no return does. Oh, my God. That was so 90s. Yeah, it's a very. <laughs> but but the Femme has got like it's got a little bit of it, but um, it's a, it's very much a Luc Besson film. Uh, but it definitely had like you, you could really feel the emotion of this movie. Um, Compared to. I mean, it's so easy to compare it to Pointing No Return because Pointing No Return is literally an American adaptation of La Femme Nikita and is kind of inferior in like every way. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like I thought the action was good, you know, for for the budget they had, for how new everybody was in this film. It was, it was good. Um, and I thought it told 
a much better story than some of the things that that came after it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or at least I should say it, it, it maybe it told the same story, but it told it better. Like but it told it, it told it first. Well, that's the weird <laughs> yeah. thing is that like, I mean, we'll get to it. But like, I think Anna is actually the best version of all those movies. And that's and I, I've read, you know, people like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. no, 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 no. This one's the best. This I'm like, no, no, no. And it's like, you know, made in 2019. It should be the best version of all these movies. But a lot of people still look at uh, Le Femme Nikita as being the best. I mean, it also spawned, you know, obviously this movie spawned a Chinese adaptation, an American adaptation and two yeah. TV shows and then like yeah, four movies that basically replicate it. Yeah. All by the same guy, basically. But uh, yeah. And this whole strand that I was trying to knit together in my brain, you know, um, actually, on that <laughs> note, I should clarify because we've all discussed it, but I didn't I wasn't absolutely clear. So my whole theory was that I wanted to create a list where uh, we have movies that involve a female lead who is initially a victim or has no belief or awareness of the of self. Uh, she is taken in by someone or some organization trained to become a tool, uh, a total objectivized objectification uh but basically a weapon uh but however ultimately breaks from the role that her handlers made for her uh usually turning the tables and ascending to full agency so that's that was sort of my more succinct thesis of all these movies and i think that uh yeah la femme nikita i will say is interesting watching it from today's frame of mind because i do feel that it was a different time and i have to admit that she is still very much an object in the film. Like you have a much better sense of of of, of her being a person struggling within the framework that she's forced into. Mm-hmm. But there's still a little bit of a gap. Like I wish we had, you know, um, a a woman's opinion on this because I very much feel like a male sort of perspective yeah. watching this movie. Um, but I do remember at the time thinking very little of it back in the 90s. I was like, yeah, no, that's that's the way to tell a story like that. It's refreshing. But now I don't I don't know. And I will say it's a it is a movie that holds up because, yeah, the style like that's right away out of the gate, the music and the way it's shot. I was like, wow, yeah, this is this is sharp, you know. But I think the one thing that I noticed about the movie, and I think the reason I didn't remember it, and why I think some people might have trouble remembering it, is um, there's a lot of internal stuff going on. Now, I don't know if that's like French cinema or just the way Basson did that film, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that's unsaid, right? Like yeah. with like sort of these people who, you know, these men who are into her, but it's not explicit, right? And there's a lot of like, and I really like that. Like I really appreciated, you know, like that was sort of refreshing, you know, like that was a big break, you know, from mm-hmm. regular movies uh, in Hollywood. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think it, it really, it actually does hold up. I mean, it's a little bit of a time capsule. Um, I don't know. Do we want to give spoilers? And I don't know if we want to for talk these about films. Or yes, oh, these uh, films are old as yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any, any, anything yeah. that's been around yeah. this long. Yeah, yeah. and like I wouldn't even enough. worry about like Anna and stuff because they all follow the same arc. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I made a funny. I made a funny uh, checklist uh, because uh, Nikita sort of set this pattern, and I was like trying to justify this whole list. So, uh, so here's here's the checklist. Um, woman uh, taken and erased from society. Uh, given a second chance, uh, three-year programmer training. Um, she does jump through a small gap, uh, the laundry <laughs> sheet. Um, her boyfriend knows nothing. Uh, this is going to become more common. Uh, however, he lives, uh, which is not always the case. And um, as to what happens to her, we don't really know. 
which I think is an interesting point because that's not the case in all the other movies we're going to be seeing. Um, she mm-hmm. sort of disappears, and in a way, because the male is because the movie is very male centric, I think that that is justifiable because the whole movie really is kind of from the guy's perspective, you know, and uh, and I think her leaving uh, and just sort of disappearing is. No, it's the right way to handle that story because uh, when we get to the next movie, uh, <laughs> we'll find that that I, I thought that was more effective, you know, like because mm-hmm. she's taken control of her life on her terms and it's none of our business. You know, I don't know. That's my interpretation of it anyway. Uh, what, what, uh, what, what do you guys think, uh, Marcus? Um, well, I, th- I think I think you kind of you, you, you got it right and you, t- you touched on some awesome stuff there. I think this is a good example of like I feel like this is a, like David was saying he Anna should be the better of these styles of movies because they're all kind of the same and everything. And in some ways it is like some of the the filming might be better or some of the yeah, you know the effects will be better. Obviously that kind of thing. They have a bigger budget or. Maybe they didn't. I don't even know. Fight choreography, um, you know, probably. stunts. Fight choreography, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. But I mean, for the for a product of its time and for the time period it's it's representing, uh, like that that's kind of where I I see why Nikita holds up better because like when you have a movie where technology of the time itself would have been limited, um, it just makes everything more effective like it you know it's it's more interesting when you see somebody solve a crime without a smartphone and th- and then you, know, you see uh, like the same movie get remade but they have smartphones they have technology and they have computers and stuff like that like if you take it back to a different time it seems more impressive and that's why this movie seems a little bit more impressive to me too like it just because of its timeline it it's you know their technology and tech for the, within the movie is very limited to compared to what we would have these days and what you would feel comfortable with these days. So everything seems a little bit more impressive and more interesting. Um, one thing that I know you touched on on your checklist, and it's going to come up with all these other movies, it is the thing that I gripe with the most in these movies is the amount of time training or like their background yeah. training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, cause we, we run the gambit throughout these uh. different movies and stuff like that. Like if you, you know, it, I feel like any, Anybody could become a lethal assassin or of a, a, a fighter. I feel like with training, but I don't think it happens quickly. I don't think it takes a fucking year, Anna. <laughs> um, but like, I you know I I feel like like it, Columbiana, uh, that was not my favorite of all the movies. But she's she had, raised like, in that. She's she raised to do it. So I'm just like, okay, you should be proficient. You should be somebody who can fuck shit up properly. Um, you know, give give somebody three, four, or five years. I'm like, yeah, you could probably become pretty deadly in that time frame. So I'm gonna be a little bit more wary. But if I have something like um, a year goes by, or like a month, or you know, something stupid, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't buy this anymore. We do yeah, get, that note. we do get like a three year kind of like I think Nikita has three years. Yeah, Nikita yeah. does a really Nikita's good job of like establishing times. Um, Plus but. Her, but skill set isn't as crazy as other people's either you know and she's still very like anna's like fearless and and nikita like every time she has to do anything she's scared shitless because she she doesn't want to do this shit it's 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 why i also liked i mean going really weird off topic but like when they started remaking the 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 bond films uh with uh daniel craig yeah um Casino Royale was my favorite because like you saw him getting his ass handed to him. He was he was getting beaten down. He was bloodied. He was not a perfect uh, spy. 
And that's kind of why I liked it. I don't like watching a James Bond with Pierce Brosnan where he is just perfectly tailored the entire fucking time. Guy doesn't get a scratch on him. Goldeneye is the best Bond movie. Prove me wrong. (laughs) Okay. This is a topic for another time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is another another thing. That that is something to do that I think with era though. I do think that there was a time when we just wanted to see like pros like just kicking ass. And I think that yeah, I think our tastes have changed. I definitely do for sure. appreciate Nikita for that because yeah, we never really seen that. At the time, we wanted like really proficient heroes, you know. And this yeah, is like a really yeah. messy movie by that perspective. Like mm-hmm. like it like David like said. It, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but I, like, it, it's just it is messy and it's 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 rough to watch, and you're just like, oh man, she's not gonna make it out of this. But she yeah. does. She pulls through. And like when she does it, she you can almost sense that confidence rising. You can almost sense that like, oh, she's more dangerous now. Every time she survives an encounter, she's more dangerous. She's more skilled. Um, and it's I don't I just kind of like seeing that development happening in front of me so that when she does disappear at the end, I can be like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You know, like, who knows what's going to happen? Anybody could be the next target. Like, I just like that. Yeah. Uh, Hawk, what, what did you uh, did you have any thoughts on it? Oh, um, given the, uh, in in the aspect of the training and that, uh, you know, maybe a year is pushing it a little and that, but at the same time, the, you know, the character of Nikita herself was, you know, right. was a crazy, yes. violent individual in that. Right off the bat, you know, we see her, she yeah. murdered yeah. a cop for yeah. no reason, right? Uh, well, she's drug-addled. In, court, uh, in courtroom. And <laughs> now Hawk is too loud. She's All right, I'm going to turn Hawk down a little bit. Okay. natural pro- there's a natural procliv- proclivity towards yeah, she's a mess. this girl. And that. Oh, it, it, I, I could see somebody only needing a certain amount of time to take her and kind of make her, you know, train her and focus her in that. So that that part of it, I give a pass. And again, at this time, you never saw like a female yes. character like this, yeah. right? You know, oh, no. I think even given the sloppiness of reality in that, it was nice to see a woman who could like fight and punch, you know, her yeah. way out of any situation. It's like, something I Nikita did it well. Like, I feel Nikita did it well. I feel like, like, because I'm pretty sure if I, rem- if I were remembering correctly, Anna, it only goes by a year with her training. Actually, I think she trained for a year, but I think she's supposed to serve for five, right? And she was supposed, she's to, supposed get out. to serve yeah. for five, but like they, they kind of skip over, like, or, that was the one thing I, I wanted to go back and check to see whether she'd actually done five years by that point, because they jump around a lot. And I, I know she trained for one, but I don't know if she'd actually served for five. That was the thing I wasn't. Yeah. On. Anyway, she doesn't have the worst okay. training. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, David, uh, did you have any other final thoughts on Nikita? I think um, we'd seen a lot of proficient female heroines by this time, right? Like we'd had alien, we'd had aliens. Um, I, I'm sure I could name more if I could think about them. Uh, but these, all these are rattling around in my mind. Um, it's something that you see sometimes that like, we don't want to see just hyper competent women instead sure. right? Because representation matters for not just, it's not just like, okay, we need the best of the best. We, you know, like we need to run the gamut in media and yeah. Nikita shows like a broken human being who is, yes being broken again and then like fixing themselves. And in the end they get their own agency. And that's a story that gets told for men all the time. Right? Like John McClane is like broken through the whole diehard trilogy and he never really fixes himself, but he's, he gets to do all this badass stuff and you know, cause he's a cool badass, but he really is like kind of a piece of shit and like broken and probably an alcoholic and all this stuff. <laughs> and Nikita, Nikita, start, she's a drug addict. 
she's she literally murders someone in the start of the movie and like you can kind of see like the remorse builds of that over time that like what her actions led to and then in the end like is she seeking redemption for what she did or is she just trying to get out from under someone's thumb um we're kind of left with a lot of questions and i like that i like that it's not this perfect story of okay now she's like a mindless killing machine no she has emotions the whole time like a human being does and in the end she's just like i'm out like i get to i just want to be free i like i don't want to be a killer i don't want to be this like i just want to be able to make my own choices because she's never been able to and we don't see what that's good, what kind of effect that's going to have on her, but I don't think uh, it's up to us to see, you know, like it, it kind of doesn't matter because you have to, you have to be free to be able to fix yourself anyway. Like you can't be under someone's thumb if you want to, you know, get healthy. Uh, and I think like the I, past doesn't have to, def- yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't have to define you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a central theme to like a lot of these movies, even going to even to Jason Bourne and that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it, you know, your past is your past. And that, you know, even as bad as some of their pasts have been and that it shouldn't automatically determine, you know, the yeah, course no, of the I, rest I of their you, lives. You said it. You said it perfectly. Yeah. No. It, and that's the thing. The subtleties, the gray uh, and the lack of explicitly spelling out stuff, I thought was. I, that's the reason why I think the film was such a big deal back in the day. And I think that that's why it holds up now. I mean, a lot of attitudes have changed, but I think the fact that it does still sort of work its way around um, a lot of stuff that's going on inside the characters yeah. uh, and uh, and it handles that really well um, and is a little bit open-ended, I think makes it makes it stand out. So, so yeah, yeah. So that was La Femme Nikita. So definitely, I think a movie worth watching and uh, definitely one that did, I guess, set a pattern that we're going to see, although I think handled uh, uh, less uh, uh, subtly. Um, it's definitely had an impact it? on cinema, like like a significant uh, impact on probably sure. all cinema. For sure. For sure. Uh, did anyone else have anything else they wanted to say about Nikita? Good. All right. I so, watched it. Actually, I watched it in French. Oh. Did everybody watch it in French or did anybody watch it with I watched it in French? Yes. Yeah, it's we're probably better in French. French. We're all elitists. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, one question I did have. Uh, I guess it'll tie into the, our next film and that. But who who did a better Victor, uh, Jean oh, Renault or Harvey? Of course, Keitel. Renault. I yeah. mean, yeah. I think Keitel was just like a plank of wood. So this he didn't. This is a good time, yeah, right? Harvey Keitel didn't get to act <laughs> at all. Yeah, he, but Jean Renault got to act. Guy, because Harvey yeah, Keitel has like two lines as well. Uh, <laughs> That was actually something right. I should have brought. Actually, I should have brought up. Um, I think you could watch La Femme Nikita without subtitles because it's filmed so well and the acting is so good. You can read the emotion of every scene based on just the way the actors are expressing themselves. And that's really good acting. That's fair. That's true. So, right. OG Silence says Harvey Keitel was probably upset he didn't get to show his junk. Uh, what might have been through the movie. I mean, Harvey Keitel's junk always... That was another theme of Kytel's yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> Big part of it. Uh, all right, so moving on to 1993's American remake, uh, Point of No Return, which, uh, because it didn't do very well, they changed the title to The Assassin in other um, in other uh, areas of distribution. I, I can't remember exactly. But anyway, this was a remake of La Femme Nikita. It wasn't directed by La Femme Nikita, and it starred uh, Bridget Fonda and Gabriel Byrne. And um, it's just I, not as good. 
It's just I'll not let, as I'll good. Let, I'll let David go first. Uh, go first. It's just not as good. It's the 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 script is by obviously like the they just took the original script and they they decided to take all of the most important lines and get rid of them. All the things that made it make a lot of sense, they got rid of them. Uh, you know, like the opening scene um, is similar, not shot for shot, but like the like the. A lot of crappy tracking slow mo. Yeah, really very '90s film. Um, it's by the guy who directed War Games. Like he hasn't directed actually as many movies as you'd think, but like he's done some movies. You're like, oh, those are really good films. But this just feels so mediocre. Uh, and like the acting is good. They try. Yeah, they they do a pretty good job. But it just like it's it's just inferior in every way it doesn't the emotion doesn't read as well like remember i watched this first and then went back to la femme nikita <laughs> oh god so i didn't i wasn't oh. i was like, like i watched this movie and then i got to compare it like just compare nikita shot for shot because i watched them back to back as well um and yeah like gabriel byrne who fantastic actor i love him and like everything he does in this movie i'm just like he just kind of just talks and his accent's a little inconsistent, which is too bad. Uh, the boyfriend, what they, how they rewrote the the boyfriend, uh, who's played by uh, Dermot Mulroney, right? Dermot Mulroney. Is it? Is that wrong? Yep. It's Dylan Dermot, McDermott's brother. Dermot Mulroney. What? What is it? What's Dylan, Dylan yeah. McDermott's uh, brother? It, I can't think of his name right, right now. So the lesser famous, uh, lesser famous. <laughs> the lesser famous. Uh, Anyway, he's he's just me? worse in every way. Yeah, we yeah we can hear you, Hawk. Okay, okay. I gotta look it up. Dylan McDermott. Uh, Dermot It's Dylan McDermott. It's his brother. Uh, is it not? Yeah, well, Am I crazy? It just it's just it's Dermot Mulrooney. It is. <laughs> I just, it, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's like this weird beach bum. And I like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess in some respects, they actually gave that character a lot more rewriting than anything else. But he's not but as I interesting. Preferred, yeah, I preferred the other guy because he seemed a little more normal. This yeah, and he like seemed player, like actually like weird. he'd make like an okay boyfriend instead of like just some asshole who's just ragging on you all the time. He's like, why don't you do this? Why don't you tell me about your, you know, like. Like in the Femme Nikita, she seems she seems genuinely happy with I can't remember, remember his name right now. Um, but like all he does is like give her shit and he's just there. Like he's he's kind of just there for them to like do certain stuff. Uh, right. He doesn't. He, he just exists to serve the story. He doesn't and not well either. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all the rewrites just don't feel as good, but it feels more American is the thing is that like he he feels like he owns her as well, which is kind of shitty, um, which is maybe the intention is that they wanted it to feel like he's oppressing her as well. Whereas the other guy's kind of trying to set her free in some respects. Like he wants her to just accept her truth and get on with her life. Um, That's yeah, hard to say. I mean, I think, yeah. I think the whole like boyfriend being in the dark is kind of a, a gray area in the first film, but uh, in, in point of no return, it's it, yeah, there's, there's a lot more sort of pressure on her. I feel yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Hawk, what, what were your thoughts about Point of No Return, if you remember it? Um, I, like I said, I just finished it before. Oh, you I got yeah, that's right. That's that. how you were. Doing it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's an American <laughs> remake, and that you know, some of it, some of it was pretty. You know, I, 
maybe that's the problem is that it didn't really try and deviate from the original script and that you know the whole robbery scene was the same and that her whole incarceration was pretty much the same um it did answer that even yeah the way because i remember in when watch i was watching the french film and that because you know you're comparing the two of them i was i i could the one thing i couldn't remember was uh, why she, you know, I thought she was given the death penalty. And then I realized, well, France doesn't have the death penalty. <laughs> so, um, no, she has life imprisonment. So at least that, in, that in, part in was the a little Nikita. more. Yeah. And then some, and then some guys come in and basically strap her to a chair and about to inject her with drugs to make it look like she committed suicide in the, in that. So I guess in the American, it's, it's much easier. Yeah. We have the death penalty here. So, you know, that, that part will be. Other than that, like, what else was the standout in this movie? Like, you know, from your thoughts, was there anything? Um, Think about it. Even the, I, even the final mission was a little bit more yeah, sloppy this time around. That was one thing that was and slightly different. It. And I think the yeah. screw yeah. made a little more sense in, well, I don't know. I no, just, I actually think the, the finale is, oh. is overall worse because Harvey Keitel tries to kill her. And Jean Renault is just like, <laughs> Hey, you know, we got to complete the mission. Like we're going to do everything we can to complete the mission. Um, and yeah. it's just like weird that like Harvey Keitel, like there, there is, it, they film the tension well, where like, they're kind of looking at it, like the guns and stuff like that. But other than that, it just feels like this guy's just going to try and kill her for kind of no reason. Yeah, it's a little bit too obvious. Yeah. That's true. That is different. That is yeah. one difference. I will say that that is one weakness of both films, because I think that in, uh, some of like in Leon, for instance, this is going a little off track. I feel that Leon is a stronger film because all the characters are established from the very beginning and exist till the very end. Whereas the introduction of the cleaner in both of these movies comes very late. And it's like a weird sort of like, what is this factor, you know? And it, and it, and it, 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 it I don't know. I, I didn't feel that that was as effective in the, the arc. Anyway, that's just my own personal feeling. Uh, Marcus, uh, with pointed over turn, what's your what's your thoughts? Best, best, best skydiving scene I've ever seen. Uh, you know when Keanu comes in. That's wait. nope. That's Point Break. Point Break. <laughs> point yeah. Break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, break. I didn't. I didn't watch Point and Over. Great Military <laughs> Academy. No, that's West no. Point. Uh... <laughs> point and Over Turn is probably one of the movies you could easily skip. I mean, there's yeah, yeah it's very point. forgettable. Well, yeah. Hearing that it's just pretty much an Americanized uh, remake of Nikita just makes me like I'm not glad I didn't watch it, but it's more like uh, I'm, I didn't. I don't think I missed out too much. So you I'm didn't. Okay. This movie's totally yeah. forgettable, here's which sucks. Scathing, here's my scathing opinion of it. I yeah. thought the movie was extremely '90s, but extremely '90s TV. The movie did not feel like a film to me. The music. Yeah, was, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well the, this director, oh. this director did like twice as many TV movies as he did like actual films. So he seems like he was like kind of a, a, a legacy TV director. Yeah, like the the way they would try to like make the shots fancy by like putting this forced slow motion was like very like amateur, like yeah. very mediocre looking, very TV. Everything felt TV. Like the the, the scene cuts. The scripting, the delivery, and the music was horrendous. Like it was so like what you would expect from a TV movie. And um, I I didn't really like Bridget Fonda. Now I don't re remember her from anything, but Kiss I the don't Dragon. Think she really so good in Kiss of the Dragon. I love Kiss of the Dragon. Right, but in <laughs> but in that but she's the lead in this movie. Okay, and yeah, I didn't I, honestly every time I see a poster of this movie because. I don't know. It, it it was a significant film of sorts, I guess. But oh, I guess only because it was the remake of Nikita. 
I always think she's Jodie Foster from like Silence of the Lambs. Then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's somebody else entirely, right? And I forget it's Bridget Fonda. And the thing is, she's like a plank of wood for the entire movie. Like she's got. I don't really believe her character. Like by the end, we're like supposed to feel bad for her because she's like, I don't want to be killing people. And so like, well, oh yeah, we forgot to point out she only had three months, uh, six months of training. Six yeah, months of training. Yeah, they gave her six, six months, months instead of three that's years. Right. Oh no. my god. No, so no. she does exactly the same amount of stuff as Nikita does, who I wouldn't say is a hundred percent like master assassin, but after three years, I believe it. Whereas yeah, yeah, uh, Bridget Fonda gets six months. Whoa. When I, when I when I when I hear about these training these kind of training times and stuff like that, I think to myself of like, like if if okay, I can handle myself fairly well. I would never say that I can like kick somebody's ass like on a on a straight on one to one fight with most people I've seen in my area. I'd probably lose. Now you give me a year of training, I could probably beat that person that I'm thinking of in my head right now. But could I beat two of them? No. Could I beat three of them? Hell no. So. Just the idea of somebody... it's actually kind of easier to be multiple people in a fight than one on one. Oh, okay. Well, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna get David. We're gonna throw him into a prison. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna set him up like Bruce Wayne trying to fight bad guys all at one one time. You actually you use them. Easier. You use their body. I mean, if, depending on what kind of training you've done, you use them uh, yeah, against yeah. each other, right? Like you can just you're, hide you're behind a person. Like, you're saying it like it's so easy. Like I've literally <laughs> done it. Like I've literally fought multiple people at once. So. Mm. It is, it is okay. easier to fight because you you can't. It's just depending on the size and space. I, like, I, not I with have, weapons, I, though, mind you. Not with weapons. That's that's been, very different. I have been in many, many, turn. many, many mosh pits in my entire life, and there are about sixty people around me, all with the singular goal of crushing whoever goes into the middle of that fucking circle. There is no fucking way that I could easily grab somebody there and just throw them around and do some stuff. Like, I would die. I could be fucking I don't dead. go in mosh pits because I'm genuinely afraid that I will physically, like, just ruin another human being. I have almost being. died. I have definitely almost died at least 20 times. Like, it is, it is a dangerous place to be. So just the idea of going into a room where you don't know how many people are going to come at you with knives and guns, and they're going to kick your ass, they're going to fight you. They have training, too. Like, it's not like these people are just nobodies. They all have training. So the idea that somebody has six months to train and becomes a master assassin is complete horseshit to me. I will let the movie magic take over, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you had a couple years of training, I'm going to say, sure. I'm on board for it, but I. She also don't forget. She also learned uh, etiquette, computer <laughs> skills, <laughs> and languages. I, I, actually, that's one of my favorite things about these movies. They're like, we're going to teach you like etiquette. We're going to teach you how to do like you know you know disguises, and we're going to teach you how to handle weapons, and also computers because this is the 90s and it's like and then what they show is like this is ms paint and what you can do actually it wasn't even ms paint it was like an imac and they were doing like iMovie or something and they're like oh we can make it now make the t-rex eat his head like what does this have to do because later on when she like hacks into his computer i mean in in the the femme nikita she like like it's not quite the same it's it's actually seems more plausible whereas the other movie it's like Give me, your, you know, like she's got her. She's like, you give me your, give me your password. And he's like, no. What do you like? You can't get my stuff if you don't have it. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. do it. She's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I, can we, can we just like do a little sidebar here and just like take a, take a moment for like the '90s computer movies, like Johnny Mnemonic, uh, great movie, Mower Man, um, not a great movie. Was good? Hackers, fucking hackers. Um, hackers. I love Hacker hackers. Planet. 
but like it was like come on they're like yeah man 28 8 modem this is gonna be their shit <laughs> yeah they i love really, really it wish that that crap i mean <laughs> I, I yeah this is one thing i wish i'd taken better notes of i actually do have uh use of floppy disks marked down in some of the movies <laughs> i couldn't remember if that was in nikita i don't believe so but yeah learning how to use them they use floppy disks in red sparrow and i was like yeah, what is this movie set like, what? wait what <laughs> this movie they have flat screen tvs how why are they using floppy disks uh, yeah totally yeah absolutely no i don't believe floppy disks were a feature of la femme nikita and point of no return but but using a mouse learning how to use a mouse was oh that uh, was the best part of point of no return he goes this is a mouse and it's a trackball yeah. and then she's moving around I'm like no, no, that's not a mouse banging on it like uh, uh, that was yeah. so frustrating oh my god yeah so they're like could you now bridget in this scene could you pretend like, to be caveman to lawyer like if, <laughs> yeah. if you could just channel your best phil hartman impression right now and she's just like computer not work she's like a she's a normal human being like she can use she has full function of her hands okay all right all right let's let's get away from uh pointed over here i think we yeah it's terrible don't watch it just if you want to watch something watch the femme nikita yeah exactly so here's my checklist uh woman uh uh taken from society after killing a cop given the death penalty given a second chance six-month program she does jump through a small gap by going into the laundry chute just like in the fun nikita uh learns how to use a mouse boyfriend knows nothing but he is alive at the end or both, I guess, if you want to call it both. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, actually, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, uh, she and Nikita are both given a uh, a raw, like a bad job where things are mm. not really set up properly. Uh, and we do get to see that she gets to walk away in the Miami Beach uh, rain at the end. So she she gets to enjoy the rain. All right. So yeah. moving on yeah. to Ambiana from 2011, which was a film that uh, Zoe Saldana uh, starred in. Uh, now, this, interestingly, was meant to actually be a originally a sequel to Leon. Uh, this was meant to be Matilda, which was meant to pick up uh, uh, Natalie oh. Portman's story. But uh, oh. in the end, uh, that never happened. Uh, I don't really know the reasons, but I have a feeling she didn't really want to go back and I think she was that anymore. already finished making Star Wars movies by the time this came out yeah. so anyway it got pushed back so many times so the script got reworked and it became columbiana and at this point zoe saldana had been uh, in avatar if you can and star trek and star trek so this was her first uh i guess we'll call it action more actiony role before she became a gamora uh so there's that sort of like yeah. history there so this is a big star role also incidentally uh and femme nikita means uh I, actually i don't our French uh, viewers can correct me on this. I believe it just means uh, the woman Nikita. Uh, yes. Or sometimes translated. The femme yeah. means the Wh woman. Yeah. Uh, whereas Colombiana means uh, a woman from Colombia, I believe. Um, I don't know if that's a connection or not, but uh, I don't know why the movie's called Colombiana because they never refer to her as that. Her name it's, in the movie you know, is called... Colombiana is the, the flower she leaves behind. Like that's Oh, no, the... it's, it's the Catalea. That's the name of the flower. The Catalea. Uh, oh, uh, I don't, right. name. Shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why the, right. the, the word never comes up. So anyway. What uh, the hell are you talking about, yeah. Marcus? I don't know. I got, I've been drinking. <laughs> Me too. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Here, cheers. So, uh, Drink yeah, responsibly. So uh, no. Not like, not like uh, these two. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so... Um, so, Hawk, did you see this film or, or no? I, I didn't get to, this one. I didn't get around to it. I had seen... 
at least the end part, like, you know, on yeah. TV a bunch of times, it's, it's doing the, you know, the whole cable network rounds and that, you know, so I was just trying to catch up on the plot. I got, uh, I found like out the basics and that of what happened to that. That's a little yeah. girl in that, her husband or her, her father and her mother in that. I guess they were part of the, car- yeah. of the cartel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were doing See, the I think, I think her father was an assassin uh, for yeah, the cartel. Like, um, and then he decided to, he wants out, yeah. wanted out and you don't get out. And right. so, yeah, nope. so they, they blew away her family and uh, she uh, parkours her way uh, all the way to America, which is pretty impressive. And uh, as a and child fights, alone, as a child, yeah. a little girl, yeah, yeah. a 12 year old girl. And, down her uncle. and with a with, and with a microchip in her, her in stomach her tummy and that, yeah. you know, because yeah. she knew it was the only sure. place to hide it from. the. Does the, she keep the, eating uh, it, you think, or does she just eat it right before she got there? Oh God! Okay, we're right, asking too many questions of this movie. Okay, so she. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I guess I'll, I'll. I will. I will cover the main plot. Yeah. She is a little girl. She's a twelve-year-old girl, daughter of an assassin. Uh, but her parents love her. They're very loving the parents. Time. And unfortunately, the parents are are murdered uh, because they tried to break away. She escapes to America. Uh, I think Chicago is it? I don't remember. She yes. finds oh, yeah. her. She finds her uncle. Uh, who raises her and uh, and basically um, decides to become an assassin. And ten years later, so she has one of the more impressive training regimes because she actually got to to, to do it for ten years at least. Uh, and uh, and then decides to go on revenge to try to draw out the cartel that murdered her father, who has since disappeared because the cartel is under American CIA protection because. Every movie that involves Besson involves uh, corrupt government officials. Yeah, so, it's it's a theme in his his films. He hates cops. I yeah. It's funny. I don't know. <laughs> He's French. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make that assumption, but yeah, that might be it. Uh, I don't know, uh, uh, David. Uh, what, what's your opinion then of your? Uh, I remember liking it when it first came out. Um, I got. I think I got through maybe half, maybe an hour of this film before passing out because I, I this was the third movie I'd watched that day um after your after your vaccination I think this is the day before my vaccination okay all right um and so I was like working on D&D stuff but um I it's kind of silly it, it it's got overly complicated set pieces um which always like wrinkle me it's like there's a much easier way it's one of the where I was like, man, I remember writing in the discord. I was watching it and I was like, wow, if someone just locked the electrical door, this plan doesn't work at all. Right. Like, like it just sure. stops working all of a sudden because you don't have any way of getting in there to cause the lights to go out, to cause this to happen, to cause this to happen, to cause this to happen, to cause this to happen. So you can get to here and then do your, th- uh, you know, he had a lot of convenience. It's a very yeah. complicated plan, which is very Luke Besson, though. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember liking it. I remember, I think she'd already been in The Losers too, uh, which was like That's two or three creepy. years prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I Fair love enough. The Losers. So I was hoping this, ooh, I hope she's like kind of like that again, uh, which is not exactly the case. She's a little more vulnerable in this film, um, which is prob- for the, probably for the better. Um, it's, it, it, she's, it's a much better role overall, but I feel like the film is kind of like, hey, uh, what if we made like a female version of man on fire, but with kind of less, um, less gruesomeness, I guess would be the way, but they have a very similar color palette. Like, uh, but also like, I think Tony Scott is just a better director or I should say was a better director. Um, so like this film's pretty good, but it's not amazing. 
I would say on on like revenge flicks, it's it's kind of probably near like the middle of the pack. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marcus, did you see this one? I forget if you... I did. Yes, I I, okay. uh, I watched Columbiana. Now, I didn't watch it recently, but I watched it a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know. Me, me and uh, me and my wife decided we wanted to watch something. And we're like, oh, this looks like a fun action movie, and we watched it. Um, I was a big fan of Zoe's Zaldana, so I'm like, yeah, let's see what she's got up to in this movie. And like David said, like I when I, we watched it, I remember being like, oh, it was pretty good. I liked it. Like I liked the movie, but like doing a refresher of it before we did this, I was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Now I do. I kind of remember that part. I, that kind of seems stupid. Like that. There's just like little things where you're just kind of like, I think I think David kind of said a, a really well. It's almost like it's the the film is convenient, like it, it's it's complicated but convenient all at the same time. Where it's like it's a complicated plot point that she's trying to do, but it all conveniently worked out really well for her. And whether that was good planning yeah. or whether that's just a movie trying to fit itself into an hour and forty minutes, like whatever it is. Um, I think it's writers like, working backwards to make things interesting. Yeah, yeah, because that's how you kind of have to do any kind of movie where you have some sort of convoluted plot. You have to have the outline of the the end first and go backwards, right? So, I mean, sometimes I feel like they forget that it has to be realistic or challenging to get to that point, and they yep. maybe get lazy. I feel like this might have been one of those cases, but it's not a bad movie. No. Uh, it's just not a great movie. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's a movie. If you got some time and you want to kill, I think it's probably cool. There's some cool stuff in it. There's some cool scenes. Um, the being ripped apart by dogs is pretty cool. <laughs> like, I like that. Like, you know, like it's, it's fair um, enough. But but it's, well, it's, that again, it was like that was another convenience, right? It was exactly end, right? that's oh, what yeah. I mean. I'm just like I'm like, was that planned? Was it like really actually? Yeah, planned? apparently she planned that from a long time of back course, that, yeah. with raising the dogs and that, and and he managed to kind of fall into Ridiculous. place but, when her plan was executed, and then got into that right van, you know. So I, mean, I guess some, she left the van yeah. there. So I mean, uh, I yeah, there's a I mean, right. less yeah. convoluted. But it, I know. But it, I mean, was, there's there's enough free yeah, will in any person that it, things could have gone completely differently. So anyway, but. Again, for for the sake of of I mean, we're talking about movies where people can some seemingly cha- train for a certain amount of times and become master assassins, and so I'm you know there's things to just kind of let go from the wayside sure. and just be like, okay, fine, I I I you know I secede that. Um, but you know, I think I thought it was cool. Like like there's some good stuff to it. Uh, Zoe Saldana's fine. She's pretty good in it. I don't think it's her best role, but she she does a decent job. Uh, but overall it's not a memorable movie you know i i feel like it's not something if someone is like oh name some movies that where you have strong female leads kicking ass it's not one that's going to come to my mind um at all so og silent asks, why did she need the skin tight black suit and i would say one because it's a movie yeah and two because realistically those vents she crawls in would be filthy and hot and she would yeah and and you wouldn't want and and she would be covered in dust so if you know if you turn it inside out again, like you wouldn't be, because if when the cops come through to look, they're like oh, yeah. lock this place down, and like well that person's covered in dust. Were they covered in dust yeah. when they came in here? No, yeah. that's our perpetrator. Uh, I, movie vents like, have always been seen by the best. Clean, movie that's probably yeah. thinking too far ahead for the, the how this movie was written. I, I also no, like this, how in, in all of these movies that like they're all 
all the women like it's a it's an ongoing theme with the whole idea of the of the female assassin and stuff like that especially the trained female assassin and everything like that that they're all just really good actresses you know like they can yeah. just put it on and off for you like uh, it's like one moment they're a drunk stupid girl or they're, they're somebody afraid and they're you know they're in, they're in danger oh my god but then instantly like okay now i'm gonna cut, 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 kill and it's like oh no i'm sorry please well i yeah and i are good I, I think I think that's what I think to me that's actually the best selling point to them in in their in their skill set, like you know like the I feel like the manipulation, the manipulation aspect Disarming. is the yeah. better part of the whole thing rather than them being able to kick ass rather than them being able like I actually kind of wish the movies focused more on them like mentally manipulating the people around them and the people that they interact with, as opposed to just walking into a room secretly having a gun in their purse or under a dress. And then bang, well, bang, boy, bang, do I have people. the right movie for you then it's called black widow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That aspect actually is uh, touched upon in Nikita because they try to train her right mm -hmm. in her behavior. Yeah. And yes. they do touch sure. upon in both those movies that, yeah, being a woman has certain advantages and that might be a stereotype now um, and is a trope, definitely. But it is an aspect of these films. But they did. Yeah, I mean, I think going into the far future, we see that applied very effectively with Black Widow as a character in the MCU. Right. I mean, yeah. she. Yeah, freaking trolls Loki of all people, right? So <laughs> that's that is an aspect that is going to carry through because I think it comes from the era of uh, of femme fatales, right? Nineteen fifties fear of women, and it yeah. translates uh, as a skill set into these movies. Now, whether or not that's a good thing or not, uh, I can't say. Um, but I mean, I, I think it's it's not just a, some sort of trope, and I think it's probably based on like you know some of the stuff I that has, does occur within espionage. This is why this is why when when the subject the whole subject for this topic came up, and that we were I was thinking, oh, are we going to take selections? And that there was a movie I wanted to put forward for uh, that the kind of spycraft that you know you know a female agent is capable of in that versus like a male agent um x versus sever oh my. i don't know if anybody's seen that <laughs> oh, no seen that movie? sorry yes please please continue hawk <laughs> what was the movie hawk <laughs> so uh, it's called lust caution it was directed by ang lee uh it, it um Tony Long, he plays this. Uh, he plays a, a Chinese like a security minister in that. He's like with the Interior Ministry and that. He's responsible. I think this takes place around like the sixties and that. He's one of those guys. Sorry, said in nineteen in Hong Kong in nineteen thirty eight and Shanghai in forty two. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, but he he was one of the one of the ones responsible for disobeying people who spoke out against the government and that. And um, uh, the actress in it, I can't. God, I wish I'd looked up her name. Um, she was Tang a Wei. student from an acting troupe in that who was uh, basically, basically recruited you know, by a rebel group in that to become this guy's mistress and girlfriend in order to lure him out into a trap because he never goes anywhere without his guards and that and they needed yeah, the, the, to the bring sort him of out the, into the, the, open. the honeypot sort yeah. of concept. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which becomes uh, more obvious in some of the uh, other films. Um, so they... That's not really a factor of Colombiana, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an element of all these movies. Uh, and I yeah. think there is some mm -hmm. truth to manipulation of men uh, because it's, uh, well, in the case of Colombiana, uh, it's a useful, uh, lazy writing 
uh, element. Uh, guys are dumb, and when you need them to be dumber, uh, you have a woman trick them. Uh, but uh, but it is actually a focus of some of the other films, like in Anna. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything issue. With, I I don't have much to say about Colombiana. I, I think we should move on from this movie. It, I thought it was the table scraps of Leon and Nikita. It wasn't actually directed by Besson, but it was written by Besson because, you know, the, the abandoned script. But it really didn't take those elements and use them in a good way. And I, I think, it, yeah, it was very convoluted and I think very convenient. And and like Marcus said, it's not a movie you're going to think of in the ranking of uh, women killers who are strong and memorable. Like, her arc is very simple. Like, it's a, just a basic kung fu from the night, from the Shaw brothers. Oh, you killed my family. Wait 10 years. I'm going to get you, right? Like, that's it. That's every kung fu movie that the Shaw brothers ever released, okay? And that's Colombiana, except it's got CIA and Colombians, I guess. I don't know. It just... It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a little weird because it's like, yeah, this is something she's wanted since she was a little kid and that and it's like she's an adult now does she have no arc or is she still wants you know just wants yeah. what a little oh, yeah. child you, wants yeah you've already made it its parents that that actually hurts the film even more pointing that out <laughs> all right well okay so here it is uh uh so she's an orphan child uh raised for 10 years to be an assassin she does jump through a small gap her boyfriend knows nothing but does survive however her new family is entirely slaughtered so that's a downside of knowing her uh, and she walks away free at the end. All right. So <laughs> moving on to Anna 2019. This was Basson's most recent iteration of his <clears throat> Nikita. Uh, let's call it uh, I don't even know what plot stories, whatever. Like. Uh, his, his, his collection, his Nikita collection. Yeah. And um, ah, it, it definitely modernizes things. I'm kind of curious to see what you guys uh, drew from it. Um, uh yeah david uh what, what did you think of uh I, this is definitely i like this more than black widow i really enjoy this movie i tend to enjoy like russian spy thrillers um uh, i usually play as russia in games if i can that's that's half my heritage so uh plus i do the accents you know? pretty well um and i just thought like the pacing was good uh the action was so much i watched this first um just everything it felt modern. It felt good, even though it's kind of set in an it's set in like maybe the seventies or eighties or something like that. Like there's not, I don't think there's any cell phones in this movie. Uh, Floppy disks, I think, but I might be getting them all mixed up. No, that's Red Sparrow. Yeah, sorry, I don't think no. Um, this so is set, I re- sorry. This is totally eighties, and I yeah. remember like because I think the opening scene takes place okay. in about eighty okay. five. Should have been Floppy. Okay. Anyway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're very specific. It's set like 1985. Um, I thought the plot wasn't as convoluted as it was for some other things. And I that I think this has the best ending, actually, out of all of them, um, where she takes everything she's learned. Because in the other movies, it's supposed to be kind of like, yeah, she kind of takes what she learns and like turns it around on them. And this movie, she really takes what she's she learns and turns it around on everyone. And I think unlike some of the previous films, she might actually have more genuine feelings for uh, her male counterparts um, where she, cause she really, it's not that she doesn't just want to not hurt people. It's that um, she genuinely cares about the people around her. Whereas in the femme Nikita, she really only cares about herself. It seems. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, uh, but yeah, whatever. I, 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 I f- kind of, I don't know that I, yeah. But anyway, sorry, go on, go on. Um, 
And like, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, or maybe it's just, you know, depicted better in this, the way she kind of cares about people. Um, it's more but, obvious. Like, that's the one yeah. the difference, right? Yeah, like, I mean, well, it leaves a lot of things up in the air, whereas, uh, and I don't think that she didn't care for those people. I think she kind of took the best option that was available to her. But in Anna, it is true that she definitely does care about everybody. Yeah, I think she also has more freedom in this movie than the like she's still stuck in her situation where she can't like listen, you gotta work for us, you gotta do this stuff. Um, but I don't wanna say there's like, you know, when people are like, Oh, you gotta watch this kind of movie because it's gotta th-. like just I would just watch this without knowing yeah. anything. The only thing yeah. that annoyed me about this movie is for some reason, whenever there's a photographer in movies like this, they're just the biggest assholes. <laughs> And all of the photographers are huge fucking assholes. And like, I know people who are photographers. They're not assholes. Um, but I just, I don't know if, if it's just like a French trope or what, or, or something with models. I don't because obviously there's a lot of models in this film. Cause and that's Anna's cover. She's a model. She, yeah, that's she's her cover. Model. She's a supermodel. Um, oh my God. But funny. it's just like, uh, I don't, true, I don't know. Like that's the only thing that really wrinkled know. me. First, I really I enjoyed this movie. That level. It- <laughs> It's that level. It was when you get into like this top echelon of like Paris, you know, fashion models, and mm-hmm. that, I'm sure like the you know, the personality levels tend to, you know, <laughs> degradate <laughs> at some point. And I think this movie has um, probably more I in common really with opposite impression Black Widow because of the whole Red Room stuff. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah, I had the opposite impression in that. Um, she was a player from the beginning. And that, you know, she had, she, her options were set up before her and that, and she, you know, at that point it was survival, you know, um, I, people were basically objects to her and that the girlfriend that she, you know, got what she in her modeling gig and that it was a good cover for her. And that as one guy said, and that keeps mm-hmm. the wolves at bay and that. So men knew not to come around and that manipulating uh, her handler and that, you know, the weaker link in that, in her chain of command and that, you know. Uh, played by Luke Evans and that uh, does a good job. But, although I don't These know why guys British are guys are always Russians getting Russian and everything. Rules. Okay, yeah. they're just they're the best. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but Luke Evans Fine. does a Russian accent in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good job. And then kill it. Then on top of all that, I was like, no, she's not going for this trifecta. Uh, that kill, she manipulates Killian Murphy's character as well. Not you know. You can see her. These yeah. people are chess pawns to her. Mm-hmm. She uh, well, she is a master yeah. chess player. In the this only film. one she was it's true. That's the specifically only one in details. Yes. Yeah. And, right. The only one she couldn't fully manipulate was the one played by Olga. Mirren, Right. Yeah. yeah. But even she finds a workaround yeah. for that. Marcus, uh, did you have anything? Anything else, Hawk? That you wanted to. No, not okay. right now. I, like I said, it's it's a really good film. Um, I the, I really enjoyed the the kind of time lapse in the plot and that you know it's I like you know, why is she acting like this? Yeah. You know, it's like oh, yeah. That I thought that actually yeah, added a did great you layer catch to it. Anna or no? Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I watched okay. Anna. Um, I watched it when it first came out. Um, I remember when it was first released and everything. So me and uh, my wife watched it again because we were just sitting like a the zone. I think it was actually. I mean, maybe maybe not like within the same year. I think it was maybe maybe within the same year we watched Columbiana and Anna and stuff like that. But um, Anna was a, like it's just an awesome movie. I, I remember we kind of stumbled upon it. We're like, oh, this seems like it could be cool. Let's just check it out. Oh, it's brand new. Let's watch it. And we watched it, and I I loved it. It was it was a great movie. Um, I love the characters. I like uh, Killing Murphy in like 
yeah. a lot of his roles. Like, I, I feel like he he does some pretty cool stuff. I just I don't know. He he always seems slightly untrustworthy in every role he ever does. But that's what makes me enjoy him. You know, I'm like one well, day yeah. you're gonna. You know, one day he's gonna he's gonna have a role where he really gets to twist something. And I'm have you not seen uh, Red Eye? Yeah, I've seen Red Eye. He's pretty. He's good. pretty. You know. Yeah, but I, but I, that was that was a long time ago. I want another. Mm. I want more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, I thought it was a good movie. I but uh, this movie, while I think everybody did a great job, and the girl who plays Anna does a, a very a very good job. But I I have to give it to the supporting cast in this movie, like like Luke Evans and Killian Murphy and um, Helen Mirren. Like they're Helen the Mirren's reason so that good. Helen Mirren, it, you get, <sighs> you put her in any kind of yeah. spy thriller, Russian spy thriller. Like she's so good. She's so she's untouchable. She's oh, she she's so good. I, uh, I still love her in Red. Like the, the, Red's the Red so series. good. Like, oh my god, she's the best character there. Um, well, her and John Malkovich kind of come toe to toe there. It's great. But anyway, uh, I, I feel like the supporting cast is really what sells it for me, um, especially like, I mean, I think we can go into the spoiler territory of this movie. Like it's, you know, uh, but like at the end when Helen Mirren kind of uh, is, sees the letter or what, what was it, the note or whatever she leaves for on, her. It, oh, the video. Uh, it's a video, video message, message on, on the, the head of the KGB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, I just love like the, the, the sly smile. Like she just kind of smiles, like she's proud of her and just starts deleting her name from the thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah just, but that she's just so awesome. I just love her. Yeah. This was uh, something that this movie had that the other movies didn't is that there was another woman who is kind of yes. like in the end rooting for her. Right. Yeah. 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 Which was nice. I think it's a nice change. Yeah. And that again, was perfectly cast because Helen Mirren is just like that perfect character to play that role where you're just like, you believe it. You're like, oh, she's so she's on board. She's been helping her this whole time. Like, and that's, you know, you could believe that she's been through the same thing. Like she can play that. Exactly. Off really well. Exactly. However, she's at this point is like she, she's in too far. And she's like, well, if I'm going to be that. here, I'm at least going to be at the top of the food chain, which yeah. is pretty fucking awesome, too. Like they both played the system so well. And I'm like, oh. And just when you think Helen Mirren's got it all figured out and that video plays and you're just like, oh, shit, like just that nice little bit. I love it. Very good. I, uh, so I, 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 yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I, 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 I kind of agree with David. I like this better than Black Widow. Um, it's 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 a better paced movie. It's it's like I'm I was engaged the entire time where once we get talking to it, I'll, I'll explain Black Widow, I was not. There was many times where I zoned completely the fuck out. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, cool. I um, I I guess I have a slightly opposite opinion. I think Anna is a fine movie. Um, I would recommend it if people want to see kind of a, a twisty, turny, uh, mm -hmm. spy movie. Um, I think the lead does an exceptional job. Like I believe her as a supermodel, and I believe her as a spy. Um, and those are sort of the two key elements of this. Whereas in some of the other movies, I wasn't so sure. You know about you know like Point of No Return. I don't know that I believe Bridget Fonda's performance. Um, and that's a really good point about the strong sort of female uh, character in Helen Mirren. Uh, we had a kind of a matron character in Point of No Return in Nikita, but they were really quite powerless in the end you know they were part of the regime and they they do understand what nikita yearns for but they've kind of accepted their place you know and it's it's kind of sad you know whereas helen mirren is similar but she actually comes out on top due to anna's uh mm. machinations you know and it's it's sort of cool to see that and um yeah uh anna is by far the most i would say convoluted but not in a bad way uh it has a lot of like 
you know, flashbacks to like what was actually going on, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, be, for sure. And, and so it, it's fun in that respect because you, you get to sort of revisit scenes and, and it's consistent. There weren't any real plot holes, you know, um, I guess the only thing I found is I watched this when it came out in 2019 and it's funny because this was like right after the me too sort of situation. And I felt a little bit kind of like, Oh, I don't know about her, you know, being with these guys. Like that was the thing when, when, when she went with Cillian Murphy, I was like, I don't know. I mean, she was always in charge. It was always her choice, right? And that's something that they really tried to push, right? But I just felt like, oh, this movie has just slightly become dated. Like, if it was 10 years earlier, it would unfortunately be acceptable. It, you know? it might it's be worth stating yeah. that Luke Besson was uh, accused several times during the Me Too stuff and is, and is still, like, there's still stuff exactly. going back and there's forth. some allegations, yeah. Yeah. So, those two things in mind, I was like watching this movie and just going, oh man, you know, Nikita, perfect for the 90s. Uh, Anna in night in 2019. Yep. I'm not so sure, you know. So I think it's an okay movie if you are able to look past that sort of thing. And I do feel that, yeah, it's it's got a lot of modernizations, and I think her victory is definitely biggest over all the other characters that mm-hmm. we'll probably discuss for the most part. Um yeah, that's sort of my I, yeah. I'm not as I'm not as strong on this movie, but I I watched this a long time ago, and it was kind of what I remembered. And yeah, it's 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 fun. I it's think fun. if you want to watch the really most, I think the most fun movie is Anna. And if you want a darker tone, watch Red Sparrow. Sparrow, yeah. And because they're, I think they're both very good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll move on because uh, we got one more big one to cover. So yeah, Anna, uh, woman uh, recruited from a very bad crime situation similar to Nikita uh, has at least one year of training possibly operates for more I'm not really sure uh, she also jumps through a, a small gap and uh, her boyfriends I guess she has two yeah are in the know but not entirely uh, Anna manipulates everybody in this movie like everybody and uh, but luckily her boyfriends live which is I guess a pro um but she has a complete clean break. She by far succeeds stronger than anybody in any of these movies. Uh, she's totally free at the end from KGB and CIA by the end. So, yeah. So if you want to see a win, she's 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 the winner. All right. So that brings us to oh, I'm gonna scroll down here. What we're all really here for? Yes, Iron RG, Man Two. Oh. <laughs> Yes, Iron Man 2, where the Black Widow was introduced. So Black Widow from 2021. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, this is a movie that has been in development forever. Um, I don't really want to go into the history of it. It's, it's complicated. But uh, frankly, I think, uh, especially with COVID and everything that happened with movie releases, uh, it's definitely been sort of, you know, around a little bit. And I think that may have hurt, you know, a lot of things uh, to do with this movie. But uh but yeah, uh, uh, Hawk, uh, what did you think of this movie? You know what? I came in with a certain expectation of the movie. I thought this will probably be a pretty good to average movie. And that, you know, I came out a little uh, more on top and that, you know, finding it like pretty, a really a satisfying conclusion, I, I guess, to her story and that, you know, if the conclusion is the right word. And that, but I mean, if we were going to get a solo movie, this was the one and that, you know, seeing her kind of clean up well, a lot of the biggest mistakes in her life and that, it, you know, it kind of one fell sweep and that I re- I found I really enjoyed it. I think I might have a higher opinion of this nice. movie. 
Um, was there anything in particular, like in this whole like uh, convoluted uh, Nikita to Natasha journey that you found uh, was sort of interesting to see change by the time we got to Black Widow, like to 2021? Um, I know that's a weird God, question. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it is a weird, yeah. Uh, I do like there was more of an emphasis on like, you know, like the situation of Nikita is something that is going on or, you know, or sorry, not Nikita, but Black Widow and Nikita and that, but it is also something that's going on around, you know, like on with the world and that, you know, and human trafficking and that, and especially with girls and that. And I think that was one of the themes that, yeah, the scope of it is something that they really tried to highlight and that, especially towards the end and that, you know, so I did really enjoy that aspect. I think that was probably the influence of Scarlet being sure. uh, yeah, absolutely. executive producer uh, on this film. Marcus, what were your thoughts of Black Widow? Uh, I thought it was like, I mean, it's, it's a good movie. Um, it, it's not, it's not going to be anywhere in my top for the Marvel, like cinematic universe kind of thing. I don't think, um, but it, I mean, it's, it's good. It's not the worst of them. Uh I, my problem from for this movie was more so some of the uh, technical aspects of it. I felt like it it was a little bit of a slow burn for this movie. I felt like it kind of dragged its feet a little bit, and uh, I honestly think that this would have been better if it had been released within the time frame that it's kind of telling the story of. Like I I didn't see any sure. there was there was no reason to do the like the whole end game sequence. Because, okay, at this point, you know, if anybody is listening to this and doesn't know Endgame and what happens, then I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but you're, who the hell hasn't <laughs> seen it? Um, with her death at the end of Endgame, um, you know, like, we, we know that, okay, this movie takes place in a timeline before all of this. So I was expecting some form of, you know, a, like a reason why we're hearing this story later on. Like maybe they had something that they were going to slip in there that was going to give us an idea of like, oh, she planted a seed for this later or for something. And sure. I, I, I feel like the only seed that they really planted for that was uh, her her sister. And to me, that wasn't really worth it. It wasn't really like something that I, I, I'm i not excited about. I wasn't, you know, uh, and what that seed implicates, I, I was already prepared for it to begin with so uh, i i just feel like it it's it's a good movie that was released at a wrong time and then the build-up of them being like well we're only going to wait until we can put it in theaters it's meant to be in theaters we're not going to release it on disney plus we're not going to release it on disney plus okay hey guess what we're just going to give it to you on disney plus now <laughs> um like all of yeah. that and it did work it did well on Disney. It did Plus. no, it did honestly, and I think I think it's 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 fair. Like I I it's the movie's gonna do well no matter what, and it's not a bad movie, but it's the it's the fact that all of this stuff has happened, and you know I do partly blame the the pandemic and all that kind of stuff because it really messed with their timeline, messed with everybody's timeline, but it messed with everybody's and like you know the their um. Oh God, I can't find words. Expectations, sir. Yeah, everybody's expectations of this movie were so high at this point because they're like, well, they won't let us see it. Something's going on. This is going to be really big. It better be very important if we waited two years. Yeah, and then it came out and and it wasn't that important. It was good. It was it was great. And I I like I actually I agree completely with Hawk. Like I like the fact that the movie did highlight the idea of like you know human trafficking stuff like that as a big problem and like the scope that they do show on that and like with that computer seeing all those faces and stuff. It's it's kind of horrifying and nightmarish to think of that as a real thing, but it definitely is a real thing, and it's something that is 
should be more, you know, in everybody's forethought. Um, but as a Marvel, uh, you know, comic book lover and MCU uh, fan and the, the future of the movies and all that kind of stuff, I was really hoping that this was going to be an unlocking of, of, of deeper knowledge for us sure. for what's happening to the future. And I don't think it is. It's got a few little bits in there. Um, but again, I think the, to me, uh, in the performance of this movie, the highlight comes from the supporting cast again. Um, you know, no, no, nothing against Scarlett Johansson. She does a great job, but she's been playing this character for so long. It's kind of more of the same. Um, in fact, actually, I thought this one, she, she kind of portrays less intelligence to me in this one than she's done in some of the other movies that she's appeared in. Um, she's also kind of supposed to be like kind of broken at the start of this movie, but I don't think they do a very good job of establishing that because the Avengers have broken up and she's like, well, that's my family. I just lost my family. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, like it, it it doesn't seem to her like, like, or at least it doesn't seem to me as an audience goer that that actually is as big a deal to her as it turns out to be by the end of the film. She's yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, I just, and I don't think it's her fault. I don't think it's her fault as a performer. I think it's the way the script was kind of arranged that, that altered there. Um, but I loved the introduction of the red guardian. I loved the, like the, I loved her sister's character. Um, she, she, you know, she was, a, she was a sweet funny character towards the end, but at the beginning, God, she was killing me. She was annoying. I wanted to kind of strangle her at, at times. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but like, well, just just because like she's I don't know it was just the way she pipes in and stuff and I'm like what the fuck is this chick gonna do this the whole time but then by the end of it I was like I love it. <laughs> um, my favorite line to this day and I still quote it once in a while when we're just driving around or something I just kind of stick up my thumb and like everybody's doing a really good job <laughs> like I just love I just love that. Um, yeah, I, I mean it, I didn't love this movie but I didn't hate it. Um, but I do, I'm not sure if now's the time to bring it up, but my biggest gripe and I knew it was going to happen. And this I, this is the geeks with kids podcast. This is where we gripe. Okay. Well, here's my, I'm going to, I'm going to gripe because I have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for fucking taskmaster to show up on yeah. screen. And I was so <laughs> mother fucking disappointed. This was bullshit. Uh, I am pissed off. Uh, I am, I am really mad. I like I just I just didn't I I didn't uh. yeah it it does suck that um I'm just gonna say spoilers now so if like spoiler spoiler if if you, if, if you, you haven't watched it off. yet just you just come no, back and watch the rest uh, of this later no let no no let's hang let's hang on to that it's only been a couple days guys okay on the taskmaster let's just leave that one okay because oh. it's I mean it's two days this is it's okay yeah but we're like an hour and 50 minutes into the podcast (laughs) let's let's not spoil black widow of all things okay everything else was it's also all over the internet like it's spoiled really hard on the internet it is on the internet it sucks but i think we could say it sucks but i don't think we should give it i just think taskmaster should be an unrepentant villain because that's what he is in the comics that's where I, know, agree. I mean, he trains heroes sometimes too, right? I he mean, trains I Deadpool. <laughs> oh, that's good, isn't it? I mean, no, he, he trains an anti-hero. No, I mean, Deadpool. I God, no, Deadpool's an anti-hero. Deadpool's an anti-villain. Is yeah, what he I, is. I just, one thing with with the Taskmaster, I'm not going to give the the, the fighting was cool away. with Taskmaster. The fighting was, but it was cool. The fighting was cool, but there wasn't enough of it. I feel like I saw yes. pretty much everything in the trailer. 
uh, I don't think I saw anything that guys, wasn't. Don't watch trailers, guys. I don't watch any trailers. How anymore. do I know what movies to watch I, if I don't I, watch I, the trailer? I watch trailers. Ooh, if you're going to go see Black Widow, just watch the movie. Don't worry about the trailer. It's going to come on. I haven't even watched the trailer. Shang-Chi trailer. You guys were all uh, It's Shang-Chi. Nope. Okay, you're Chinese. Shang-Chi. You should know that. Shang-Chi. And oh my God, I am still, I've seen the trailer and there's no like way that movie can disappoint me. I do not believe that movie can disappoint me in the slightest. I'm so excited for it. Doesn't matter. Anyway. I'm not watching the trailer. I don't care. It's going to be real know, kung fu. That's your mistake. Walking into these things with expectations and that. Like, I don't know who would walk into this movie, Black Widow, with expectations about the future of the franchise, considering that we knew this was yeah. going to be a Well, we know there's one possible yeah, future for the franchise, and that's Yelena right Belova, right? That She might yeah. become the new yeah. Black Widow because she was in the comics. Yeah. Um, sure. Th- but like the, the you know, on the on the yeah. topic of my of Taskmaster, I don't. So it's, it's not really a spoiler, but like because it comes <laughs> off really early in the movie, like the input and like kind of computerized version of like this. Oh, this the Taskmaster Earth. is is learning through through Jeez. watching computer. Yeah, you just made you know, a worse video. version of the Terminator. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, I, don't know. I don't know. Worse version. It's a worse version of the Terminator. Yeah, it is. In the, in the comic books, Taskmaster claims because they you don't actually know much about his actual uh, background, but he claims that he's had the the ability to mimic and learn and yes, study photographic and, like, all, muscles. Photo, yeah, like well, all of that shit was apparently from from birth. Like this kid, this guy was able to just do this for forever and just can mimic voices, can mimic like everything and all this kind of shit. It was like, it was, that was the only superpower there was this mimicry kind of thing. And in this movie, they just kind of hurl that out the window and say, no, it's computers. Fair (laughs) enough. I guess. Yeah. It's like, it's very, I love, I love taskmaster as well as a character, but I accept that he was the token Hustle. He's not even the main bad guy, right? This it's, isn't even a Trevor Slattery awesome. level, you know. Yeah, no, like no. that was funny. This is not funny. <laughs> yeah, but I, no. but I get, I get his function in the movie. So I don't, I don't take it as personally. But okay, okay, David, what did you think of the movie? Um, the first thing I want to jump on is when Marcus was brought up the human trafficking stuff because that comes in very late in the movie, uh, and sure, I think that's yeah. unfor- that's actually uh, to its yeah. detriment. Um, because the whole time you're just like, oh, this is kind of just like revenge. Like you kind of fucked up and you want to like fix that. Like it should, it feels like that should have been a point way earlier. And it also feels as far as that goes, very impersonal. Um, it's weird to think that like taken has a more heartfelt story in that regard than this. Cause that's kind of what that whole movie's about, but that's also kind of what this whole movie's about is like taking away the agency of young women. And it's weird that it didn't feel like that's what the movie was about by the end to me. It yeah. was like, yeah, we're, we're like, what do we do now? It's like, oh, so you still, these people still aren't free is what you're telling me is because you still haven't given them their agency yet. They're still, they're still asking like, Hey, they're still asking for permission, which I feel is kind of like you could have added. I don't know what they needed to add, but they needed to add something to kind of fix that because it didn't feel right to me at the end to have these people saying, well, what do we do now? Well, you're people and you're humans and go do what humans do, you know? Um, but I guess I kind of makes sense because their whole situation, but I felt like there could have been more to that. Um, other yeah. than that, I hate, I actually don't like that. My favorite character in this is red guardian. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's directed by a woman. It's written by a woman. It's produced by a woman. It's starring women. And it's like this guy is the the the, the funnest part of the movie, and it's a yeah. Marvel movie, 
So yeah. shouldn't it be fun? Like, I, st- I still okay. think I still think Elena really is actually the fun. She's the second to me. Yeah, she. Yeah, he's, like, he's number two because that was my thing going into this. It was like I I saw Midsummer in theaters and I was like oh. I can't stand Florence Pugh. I can't yeah, stand her. I like, really oh my god, no! Like, she was, and, so, she was really good in this movie. And Midsummer like, oh. is so good, but I hate it. <laughs> oh, right? It's an amazing yeah, film, but I hated the experience, and I hated her the whole time. And then in this movie, I'm like, oh no, she's like, she's great, she's delightful. Oh my god, I love that she's taking the piss out of Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, this is great. She's very interesting. I I feel like she didn't get enough though. Like, we didn't get enough of her. We didn't get, especially if she's going to be the next Black Widow. Like, not that they yeah. say that, but it seems kind of obvious. Um, she's really good. Her her action scenes are all really good. Um, her accent is consistent, unlike everyone else's for that's, some reason, which fair. drove me David fucking Harbour's insane. All over the place. David <laughs> Harbour. Rachel <laughs> Weiss is like, okay, uh, there's one character at the end. That accent is terrible. And I'm like, this is, a, and I, I'm sure this got less of a budget than the other Marvel movies, and that bothers me because yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a flagship Marvel movie. This should have the whatever 250 fuck 500 million. I don't give a shit. Like these people get them dialogue coaches because these are big actors, and they're but again why uh, all four why, why why are we getting like a whole bunch of British actors? doing again, horrible yeah. russian accents yeah like over and over again why is this a consistent thing yeah. are there no good russian actors out there apparently not sure there are. apparently not oh no the only yeah, the only really good russian they're not actually a russian actor uh they're from somewhere nearby uh if i'm not mistaken but they don't talk <laughs> and i won't we won't say that but yeah they don't talk in the movie uh which is kind of bullshit um <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. The right. one person who okay. could speak Russian in this movie doesn't talk. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I kind of didn't like it the first time I watched it. I haven't finished my second view through. Uh, I think I'm going to like it my second. But uh, uh, it just felt kind of it was like comic booky in a bad way. Like the Marvel okay. films usually do a really good job of being like comic booky, but in a good way. I was hoping for something on par with winter soldier. And I think this was more of an iron man three. And I used to love iron man three, um, <laughs> but it's, just, you know, it's a self-contained a story. Character. There's a lot of stuff in here. That's just like, Oh, this is like, it just feels like you're borrowing things from other movies and it doesn't yep. feel good. Like it feels like it feels like the least original uh, Marvel movie we've had so far, which is weird because they're all kind of rehashes of like Iron Man one is the same as Doctor Strange is the same as Ant-Man, you know, like. Um, but I'm sure it'll make them lots of money. And I hope we get to see David Harbour again, and I hope we get to see Florence Pugh again uh, or Puff or Pug or what. I don't know how to say it. It's yeah, P-U-G-H. I think it's Pew. It's Pug. Pew? Pew. OK. <laughs> Pew. Um, but yeah, I. Uh... This is great. I, I had a feeling we'd all have different opinions on all these movies because uh, I knew it liked Colombian and I knew I didn't like it. Um, I, I'm with Hawk on this one. I, I don't know. I guess because uh, I'm the one who usually gripes. So I'm glad Marcus kind of <laughs> took over that this time because, you know, I'm not going to talk about the thing that I normally talk about. But I really on the opposite end of it, I really respect that the MCU is fairly consistent and very good at, you know, like um, maintaining you know, it's sort of level of uh, uh, universe building, you know. And so I didn't feel that this movie made a huge misstep. You know, obviously it takes place in the past, but it didn't 
I'll fuck up something as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I thought, yeah, no. that's more Black Widow, but that's Black Widow as she was, you know? Um, yeah, I don't have really too much to add, but I, I thought it was okay. I definitely think there's a bit of a weird thing because of this whole COVID rollout, right? Because originally this movie was supposed to come out and then it was supposed to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then yeah. I think Loki and then WandaVision, but then they did it completely backwards. And WandaVision came out first, then Falcon, then Loki, and then this movie. And I think unfortunately something weird happened there. I, I, with WandaVision goal, I mean, let's just look at it from a meta point of view. They needed to get people excited for the MCU again, right? That's the point of all these projects, right? Because, like, frankly, even I was a little burnt out after uh, Far From Home. And game. Game, okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. That was a good 10-year run. Had a good time. I'm fine, you know? Like, I I'm curious about the next stuff, but I'm not that excited, right? And I thought WandaVision accomplished the thing that I didn't think they could, which was to really get people talking about it again right because at the end of the day that's what people were doing they were talking about the like what's going on right and it started that excitement and i didn't think they could pull it off but they managed to do it with it i was like okay all right they seem to know what they're doing and i mean we can debate the other shows i'm not caught up on loki um but um that's the thing this movie was supposed to be first and i i guess i agree from the perspective that this probably might not have excited people as much because i guess it is kind of more of what used to be the same but I don't know, like where it's placed after division for me. I think it's it's fine, you know. Like I'm, like I don't know. I, I I guess for some reason, like we all know where Black Widow ends up, so it's not really about her. But in no. terms of, to me, what all the TV shows have been doing is it's a it's a changing of the guard, right? Because they need to replace all the heroes from before and create new heroes for the next run, right? So they needed to fill in. Uh, Wanda and Vision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and and uh, and Loki uh, to be the the mainstays of the next generation. So yeah. the function of this movie really strategically was to introduce Yelena. Uh, that's yeah. really the whole goal of it. And hopefully Red Guardian. Okay, I, I want to see more of him as well. But yeah. that's really the purpose of it. And I think they did a good job of introducing Elena. So yeah, I, I, I thought the movie was fine. Like I didn't, yeah, I wouldn't say it's one of the best movies and I will, I will agree the moment when everybody's back together, uh, the movie really slowed down. Um, yeah. I thought all those conversations were good, but yeah, somewhere around there, just one hour, 20 minutes in, that's where it, it, it really kind of like slowed down in pace. But for the most part, I was, yeah, I was happy with, uh, with the whole, uh, the whole film. It just, it was like a return to form for me. But that's the thing, right? Like, I was already satisfied with WandaVision. And, yeah, depending on what your expectations were, I understand where you're coming from, Marcus. I understand where you're coming from, David. Like, I agree. Like, yeah, it, it's not the best Marvel movie, but I don't think it's the worst either. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I actually really liked it. I think it did suffer being released so late because if it had come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier, we would. I think we have had more hype for Falcon and Winter Soldier um, because there's a line in this film and I don't think this is a huge spoiler. If you've seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, this is not a spoiler. Um, yeah. When the Red Guardian is talking about fighting Captain America in the 80s and somebody goes, Captain America was on ice in the 80s. Yeah. And he's like, are you calling me a liar? Which is oh, yeah. so great, so funny. And then we would have gone, what? There's a <laughs> Captain America in the 80s or is he a liar? And then Falcon and Winter Soldier, we would have gone, Oh my God! But instead, we went. Yeah, we know. We know there's another Captain America. We already yeah. saw him in Cap in Falcon yeah, and Winter Soldier. That got screwed up. That got so big yeah, deal. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge letdown, I think, because that's a huge moment in this movie. 
of just that that little like look at that little one little line how big that blossoms later on yeah, sure, um, yeah sure. and the post credits of introducing uh valentina oh, wait, wait, should... just saying Valent- <laughs> like valentina okay, valentina is sure, going to sure. be the new yeah, yeah. we all know she's the new nick fury the she's going to show up in every post credit scene for everything from now yeah. on and yeah, until she, yeah. until she yeah. probably forms the dark avengers or the, whatever she's going to form right like that's we we all kind of fair enough fair enough yeah there is yeah that's not a thing i'm it doesn't say anything else about the scene it's just that yeah there's a post it'd be like if we were talking about phase one and we're like well yeah there's a nick fury cameo at the end you'd be like oh yeah that makes sense um because yeah. because we knew in when we saw falcon and the soldier when she showed up we had already she heard rumors before. that she was in this movie yeah i didn't know yeah. that that was um, fun. Yeah. It doesn't. So it was. It's again. It's just like. It's like they just kind of blew their chance of these. Like like holy yeah. shit. This kid. Like what? And again, that's we would have been it. so hyped. And instead, you watch the end of this movie and you go, ah, yep. That's yeah. Basically, yeah. I guess. So you kind of. You're not like. You're not hyped anymore. This movie comes out and you're like, yeah. All right. What's the, yeah, what's I'll the next thing? Cause because this is not. But but because like Steve, it's like you. I know you. You don't watch trailers. So you and you don't look up these spoilers. But you have to understand that the majority of the people who are watching all these things do. Enough. Like, so there's millions. We're fools of them. don't but watch like, trailers. But it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because we we crave more. We are we are, we're, we're hopped up. We're hopped up on our on our MCU drug. So as as the things are being available to us, we want to know more. We're reading spoilers. We're reading we're reading theories, crazy ass fan theories that we hope are true that are never fucking true, and then we're all disappointed. But like that's what this whole kind of like thing is based on. So this movie, exactly like David said, like all these little things that would have been really fun, little nuggets before are just kind of wasted on us. And, and, and because of that, I was really hope that that's why I was disappointed with the, the the taskmaster part of it at all, because I was hoping that was going to be something else. And it wasn't. Um, So there's just all those little, little things that you were hoping for that just kind of fell flat not that they're bad and it's again i don't think that this is a bad movie i liked it it i enjoyed it and i will watch it again um but with what i was hoping this movie was going to be it just wasn't and uh i i feel like again if it was if it was slated where it was supposed to be slated i think it would have been a lot better yeah, I, um, I, think, I think that's really what it is at the end of the day. I think you're right. I mean, I don't blame you for, for the hype. I mean, yeah, that's just been my policy since, I don't know, Doctor Strange when I realized, you know what? They actually know what they're doing. I'm not going to watch the trailers anymore. <laughs> and that's just been me, you know, like I've been right because I'm going to watch I'm going to watch the MCU. I mean, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of it, you know, so I don't yeah. need to watch the trailers. I'm going to go see it. So I don't yeah. need to know, you know, and that's just me. I, I get that. So, no, I, I totally agree. I, I totally see your point of view. I, I, I can totally see how this movie didn't just knock it out of the park like it kind of needed to if you were like really hoping for a game changer. And uh, yeah, because yeah, it is not a game changer. I, no. It's a decent MCU movie. I mean, personally, uh, I don't think every MCU movie, MCU movie is great. I think they are uh, they're kind of. They kind of have a, they're formulaic and they're kind of cheesy and I don't would never say they're fine art. I like them, and I'd say most of them are between mediocre and good, uh, or or even great. I think the problem uh, with think- this movie is that it was a little too fast and furious. Oh God! Okay, well I <laughs> a little, little too, little too. Uh, when you got family, 
right? Oh, like, Dom, that's a Tyrannosaurus oh, Rex. Don't mean right, shit when you got family. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right let's, let's bring it back to the original the Nikita to Natasha. So that's the major difference with this one is she has a family. Uh, they all survive. I guess that's a bit of a Yeah, spoiler. this really didn't dip too heavily into the Red Room origin oh. for her because I think they felt like they covered that in Age of Ultron, maybe. Yeah I, yeah, I think I think in terms of whether this is connected to my whole like dumb thesis of Nikita to Natasha, I don't know. I, mean, I, think, I think it is. I think bit... it is because in the end, there's freedom and empowerment and finding yourself and stuff like that. Yeah, there is a little element yeah. of people's lives being taken over, and and they make it lives as opposed to just female. But mm-hmm. it is it is still focused on what these girls are taken and turned into. I mean, that is an element of it, very yeah. much so. And so it's sort of funny to see the MCU version of it. Um, and in, in, in the end, she also kind of has sort of a win. I mean, maybe it's not as wrecked as Anna's, but she manages to free a lot of people more than herself, which is win, you know, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would disagree on that. You know, I think the whole point of like Dracov's daughter. Oh, that, sure. You know, sure. We got from the, old first, yeah. the first Avengers movie and that, you know, nobody really knew what that line meant. You know, Dracov's nice, daughter. Yeah. yeah. And how the and fuck like, does Loki out, know actually, that? You know, when you think about it, that was a, a really whatever. He's magic. But like and that turned out to that turned out to be a huge, like, you know, dark yeah. piece yeah, of her personality in that. You know, she wanted out of of you know, you know, from like, you know, the where she was in that, you know, and she, you know, basically she used yeah. a little girl in that to get to Drake off in that on the I'm glad they shield had to deliver that. that was her out. of a throwaway line. Yeah. You know, because it's better than like shit, I'm so bad fucking solo's dice or his fucking name oh. but anyway anyway uh i don't know whether david and i should go into any of the other additional movies because we've, we've pretty good uh i would say yeah watch hannah watch red sparrow i didn't care for salt at all i liked salt uh me too i think it would have been a bad tom cruise movie and i think it's a boring angelina jolie movie it is a weird little detail of Salt. If you ever watch it, it I think it was a Mission Impossible movie, actually, because the Mission Impossible yeah. Five or whatever was very similar to this plot, actually, true with, enough, a, true with a nuke. Yeah, it's one of those things. If you ever do see Salt, remember that this was originally meant to be a Tom Cruise uh, project, and they converted it to Angelina. No, you know what? I really liked Angelina. Uh, I thought she did a fantastic job, and I can't really see how that movie could have been any other way. I will say real quick about Red Sparrow. Uh, it is the darkest it's very of all dark the movies we've been talking about yeah. it kind of takes the concept of objectification and powers powerlessness of a of a woman to the nth degree like it goes where the other movies hint at but don't actually go and that may not be appealing to you but it is a beautifully shot movie and uh and i i actually had a kind of a negative opinion of it going into this whole project because i'd seen it before but i have to say re-watching it um it, it it holds up it is a good movie but it is it's heavier than anything else on the list uh so that's my opinion uh marcus hawk have you seen salt uh yeah you guys have seen salt, right? salt, salt yeah. oh yeah it's all salt i haven't seen red sparrow yet i actually started it the one day and i was on tv i was like oh i've never seen this before and then then i got distracted and that but it's was really starting to get good in that like the whole thing with like how she how she had to oh, leave the valet so brutal oh, yeah and then uh yeah marcus what did you have you seen red sparrow or i haven't salt? seen red sparrow i've i saw salt haven't seen red sparrow i liked salt i thought it was a good movie um it's not a you know it's not an amazing artistic 
crazy cool film or anything. It's just a good movie. Yeah, man, it's, it's not artistic. Just, it's just it was action. a fun watch. Yeah. Just action, fun. I liked it. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen Red Sparrow. It's something I think I probably will watch at some point. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen it yet. You guys, you know, I like it because it's super dark. Like, I love that stuff. Dark. Like, I love. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. It's so good. I, I guess I'm in a weird place right now because I had seen it and I, I had to start it like three times because I was just like, oh, I already know what's gonna happen. I was like, uh, but you know, when I got through it, it was okay. It was you know okay. what's nice about Red Sparrow? The accents are consistent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jennifer Lawrence uh, delivers an amazing uh, performance and uh, the movie is really smart. It's not as twisty as some of the other stuff, not as convoluted as some of the other stuff. And uh, oh, it's got such a satisfying ending. Holy cow. She like she fucks those guys. So, bad. <laughs> so it's really it's good, but it is. It's dark. It's, it's very harsh. dark. Yeah, yeah. And the last, uh, the last one was uh, was Hannah. Uh, now I haven't seen the television series. Uh, I had not seen the movie, and I have to say, after watching all these movies back to back, because Hannah was my last one just before Black Widow, uh, I really appreciated that it was very simple, and maybe mm-hmm. more style over substance. But I was kind of sick of all the twists and turns and style. I mean, of all the other movies, and I, I, I like Sor- How do you pronounce her name? Sorsha, Swarzy Ronan. Uh yeah, she's great. She's, I, she's Irish, Swarzy. I, uh, I, I, I can't Irish. pronounce it. Uh, Kate Blanchett and Eric Bana are really good. Uh, and yeah, it's a really visually interesting movie. But it's not a movie that is as deep or as uh, foundational as any of the other movies. It's it's sort of the lightest in a in a way of all. But I uh, I enjoyed it. I guess because yeah, I I was a little bit sick of all the spy crap after. <laughs> It's more it's it's more in line with like a Bourne movie, uh, I think, than than these. But like those all those movies are all good, right? Like every, all the Bourne movies are good. And Hannah's really good. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Watch watch. It's a lot of these movies are like, well, Anna especially and that movie are both very like just watch a chick beat the fuck at a bunch of bad guys, which is just. Oh fun. yeah, yeah, that's right. That was uh. So my original project name was uh, what was it? Uh, from Natasha to from Nikita to Natasha, and then it kind of changed into. What was it? Girls wrecking the man or something? Oh yeah, yeah. a whole lot of girls wrecking the man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah fits under that. Yeah, like that. But we um, can do a different okay. thing because that could okay. do like Alien and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hawk, <clears throat> it? Oh, it's pronounced Sersha. Sersha. Yeah. Oh my bad. Okay. Sersha. Uh, so if there's one thing I've learned, I had to look it up. There's one thing I've learned out of all this is uh, do not uh, date mysterious women whose names end in an A. That is generally <laughs> the rule. Uh, that is consistent across all the films we talked about, except for Point of No Return. But fuck that movie because it's an American movie, uh, American remake. But yes, let's go through it. You have Nikita. Well, her name was Claudia. That wasn't a real movie. name, though. Her real name was Maggie. So, right. yeah, I mean, she went by Claudia. I mean, if you want to make that rule, but uh, <laughs> but let me let me let me go through it. So it was uh, Nikita for La Femme Nikita, then yep. Maggie or Claudia in uh, Point of No Return. And then uh, what, what are we after that? Colombiana. Colombiana. Her name was Catalea. Three A's in it. I mean, holy crap. I mean, you're just asking for it at that point. Um, <laughs> and then on, Red Anna. Sparrow's name was uh, Dominica Ergova. Anna is just Anna. Uh, yeah. I can't remember her last name. And actually, Evelyn Salt's real name was Natasha Chenkov. So Natasha Ooh. again. And Hannah, of course, has two A's. And then, of course, uh, Natasha 
or Natalia, depending on which version you want to go by, Romanov. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, if you ever have a girlfriend whose la- first name ends in an A and she doesn't tell you what she does during the day, just be careful. Worst case scenario, uh, <laughs> you'll have skin stripped off of you and you might, and your whole family might be dead. Best case scenario, so just leave you hanging. So on that note, uh, check out our socials. I don't remember them. And thanks for joining us for this very fun Secret Agent uh, podcast. If you have any suggestions for uh movies that involve uh uh, girlfriends who have the last name a who will leave you hanging or or possibly killed (laughs) definitely send them in who take mysterious phone calls in the middle of the night yeah yeah just just sort of answers and their whole face changes just that that's a sign (laughs) yeah Yeah, uh send them in because man i've watched eight of these and i could uh yeah you know what i can't do anymore i'm I'm really looking forward to changing my track at this point but hey send them in anyway i I, i'll check them out eventually i'll find a reason there is there is a chinese version of nikita that i haven't watched yet that i do want to watch I will comment on that. I was very careful in how I constructed this maddening marathon. And I, I'm going to have to take it easy from now on because this was this was a hard one, I have to admit. Uh, but was you know, this harder me, than Black Mirror, though, guys? You guys uh, were nice with those ones. The ones you suggested, I... I yeah, but you guys were really not happy about Black well, Mirror. I had, I had a bad time with that, definitely. Because, yeah, I'm not in a great place. So that those, you know, it's really funny. The positive Black Mirror episodes, you guys, I'm just like, these are not fucking positive. You're <laughs> an existential nightmare. You guys are terrible. I'm but sorry, I, I'm just always a dungeon master. I just got to torture uh, everybody all the time. You're bad. You're, you're a bad man. Yeah, I know. I specifically <laughs> took the uh, the Asian one out because I knew there was, it, I think it's, believe, uh, it's called Black Black Cat, which is the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Hong Kong version of La Femme Nikita. I actually never saw that movie. But at some point, you know, somewhere down the road, I'm going to make some sort of Asian assassin revenge because that is a whole separate genre, guys. I mean, there's that a Korean on one, time, and there's man. Japanese ones, and there's Hong Kong ones because that's all we do in Hong Kong is we just have revenge, okay? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Thursday, okay? So uh, that's a good point that you brought up. I purposely didn't, didn't do the Asian one. But yeah, at some point, feel free Everybody, send more movies to torture us. Uh, we love it. And thank you, uh, David, Hawk, and Marcus, for joining me on this journey. And uh, yeah. yeah, have a great go- Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at GeeksWithKidsCN. Check out our pics on Instagram at GeeksWithKids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.